the known universe with its heroes and marvels. But what of the darkness? In our modern world, this is where monsters dwell. Welcome, Tomb Believers, to a very special Tomb of Ideas, where we help Shag over his drug problem. Aww. No, no, not no, it's not that kind of very special <laughs> Tomb of Ideas. It is actually a special episode of Tomb of Ideas that I've been wanting to do for a long time. We are playing the Marvel Superheroes role-playing game from the 1980s. Grapple against the forces of evil as a Marvel comic superhero. To help us in that, we have a very special guest. David, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm David Gallagher. I'm the writer of uh, The Green Lantern and Dark Star and the Winter Guard for Marvel. So I do a little bit of comic books, but I'm also a video game designer and writer for uh, uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint and Ghost Recon Wildlands. And... Uh, in my spare time, I run a lot of uh, role-playing games, including uh, the Marvel Spears role-playing game. And I'm here to game master uh, these fine gentlemen. Now, now I believe you're called a judge. Yes, in the Marvel Superheroes game, I am called a judge. But here comes the judge. And so I think not... the Watcher would be more appropriate, don't you? <laughs> I think that's what they did in the newer one, right? Yes, yeah, it is. Oh, goodness. And of course, <laughs> you're not our only special guest. As I implied earlier, we have with us the irredeemable Shag. <laughs> thank you, thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here. This is awesome. When you get mail delivered to your house, does it say Mister Irredeemable Shag? It does. It actually does. The postman or post lady, in my case, uh, is very familiar with my various identities. <laughs> Wow. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here. I, you know, I, I'm a podcaster as well with the Fire and Water Podcast Network. But uh, in my personal time, I also play the Marvel superheroes role playing game with a group locally here in my hometown. Nerd! And uh, I love this game, and a lot of it has to do with David. David and I did an episode many years ago where it was uh, the DC heroes versus Marvel superheroes. We debated the qualities of the two game systems. And I was on the other side. I was saying DC was better. And David convinced me to try Marvel. And now I'm a huge fan again, even though I played it back in the eighties, I'm playing it again today uh, with my friends and now with y'all. So thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to it. We're I'm so excited to play with you guys. I I've wanted to uh, play this game for some time. And this is the, the adventure that I have planned for you is ridiculous and delightful <laughs> and we're going to be using roll 20 and uh we're going to be using roll 20 and uh, zoom to help add some color and some flavor to the session but we're using the standard marvel superheroes advanced box set rules so we're super excited and i sincerely apologize in advance uh, the character i've been assigned is Ilyana rasputin so i will be doing the absolute worst possible russian accent that probably doesn't even sound remotely <laughs> russian that i can do well, maybe we should introduce characters. Um, you're playing Ileana. Magic! Uh, yep, magic. 
I will be playing Dane Whitman, the Black Knight. Woo-hoo! One of my favorite Avengers who doesn't get enough love. I'm particularly a fan of his laser sword era. Uh, Trey, I think that's because of you. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I think you converted me on the laser sword leather jacket era. Hey, my favorite era of any team book is when they all have matching jackets. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's not my favorite. The Busek Perez era is my favorite. But yeah. uh, the, the Gathering is one of my favorite uh, Avengers storylines of all time. Easily top five. This is the only time in history where four people have gotten together that all love the brown jacket at Avengers era at the same time. I guess I am too. That, <laughs> that was my Avengers as well. So I don't think this gathering, gathering, get the joke, has ever happened before. <laughs> <laughs> Today we'll be joined by one Avenger, one member of Excalibur and a member of uh, MI-13. And I think actually at some point, all three of these people served as members of Excalibur. So weirdly, mm. this is a very eccentric, uh, pardon the pun, eccentric <laughs> adventure. That's right. I, I guess I should say I'm. I'm. Uh, will be playing as Union Jack. So I guess that I will be the uh, MI thirteen. That's a good uh, question. Actually, <laughs> uh, I. Uh, you are statted as Joey Chapman. Okay, that makes sense. But if we want to say that you're Brian Fallsworth or William Fars- Fallsworth or. One of the other uh, members of the Union Jack legacy, we could, but you're coded as Joey. That makes sense to me. So so the most recent contemporary Union Jack. Yes. Yes. Very good. Uh, who right. Also, I think at one point was a new invader alongside the Golden Age Human Torch. And USA. Yes. During his creepy, everyone needs to call me Cap era. Yes. <laughs> his second creepy, everyone should call me Cap era. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm still laughing at the gathering reference <laughs> so i will do my best to provide screenshots for uh james to share throughout the course of this episode so you you at home can see what everybody else is saying see our pretty faces the amazing coding that david has done on roll 20 unbelievable what you put into this david we're going to screw all of it up yeah. But it's absolutely amazing what you did. <laughs> what does this well, button thanks. do? No! <laughs> Man, nothing was like when I, we did, a, we, I ran a Task Force X Christmas, or Task, oh, task Force wow. Xmas special. That's funny. Where the players played four members, each played four members of oh. the Suicide Squad, and one of them was Baby Boom. And at the end, his little power button blew up everything. They were fighting uh, Anton Arcane, who had excavated the remains of Santa Claus. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> and why aren't we invited to more of your games? I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I actually feel a little hurt now. I look, I have, I have the time. So uh, you know, and then one year, one year, uh, Elf on the Shelf was sold in stores by Desaad and grew up to be Krampus that would kidnap kids and send them to apocalypse. Oh my so, god. Head cannon. It explains a lot. Yeah, it does, right? All right. So we're here. Are you ready? As a lover be. We're gonna get in serious gym in a minute. All right. Let us begin. Oh wow. I've got chills. You are amazing. For the players at home, our team was greeted by the Marvel fanfare that you may have seen from the Marvel Cinematic Universes.
today, actually, we find ourselves at Garrett Castle with Dane Whitman, who, after the harrowing battle against the Beetle for control of the nefarious Meccano ship, he is finally feeling settled in. He's been away for far too long and really trying to unburden himself from the pedantic jokes of slapstick and the annoying prattle of D-Man. <laughs> Best game of Mad Libs ever. <laughs> Before the game started, I had asked uh, the players to each give me some uh, nouns and adverbs and adjectives. I used them to fill in the, the prologue for where we find ourselves. Uh, Dane, late at night, you are sort of quickly awakened out of bed from a yeah. really chilling sound coming out from the stable. You feel like this haunting tingling going down your spine. What All do you right. do? Um, I go and I reach under my bed and pull mm-hmm. out the ebony blade. Okay, pulled out the ebony blade and it it's obsidian uh, metal blade sort of glimmers in the darkness and sort of glows faintly as it points you towards the outside of the Garrett Castle. Okay, and I slowly inch my way out. I'm assuming I'm just like in boxers and a wife beater. Yeah, you're, I figure you're in your sort of, yeah, boxers, maybe a t-shirt. If you want to do your cool shoulder holster, you can. Or if you want to take armor, take the time to put on your armor, that's up to you as well. I put on the helmet. What about the brown leather jacket? Um, <laughs> it, it, brown leather it, it, jacket, t-shirt, and boxers with your helmet? Yes, absolutely. That is what I'm doing. Karma bonus for the jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Karma, karma bonus for the jacket. I'll give you five bonus points for the jacket. Uh, so you sneak outside. Um, the cobblestone uh, is wet and feels really weird against your bare feet. But slowly you make your way slowly to, I'm imagining, the stable here. Ooh. Ooh. And uh, the stable feels cold and muddy and damp. I'm really regretting not, my, not getting my slippers. <laughs> so, what would you like to do right now, aside from feeling a state of regret? Um, I am inching my way slowly through this into the stable, but like keeping my back against the wall and just okay, move your, in. Move your token uh, three to four spaces up until you get to the corner. Okay. Right when you get to the corner, you should see. Do you see that? Ah! Really, you see not the slippers now. You you see Strider. Um, almost dead, lying on the ground. Oh, Jesus. Hold on. So, black ooze is coming out of its mouth. Uh, the vomit, as you can feel like its internal organs collapsing. Hold on, buddy. Um, can I do, like, a medical roll, or... Yeah, use your reason. Just open up your character sheet and hit reason. Or you could also, because this is your horse, you can also try horsemanship. Okay. And that's the R in face rip, I assume? Yeah, yeah, it's the R for face rip. R for reason. Uh, I'm going to spend two karma. Okay. Okay. Look at that. So, with the yellow roll, uh, yellow roll shows a moderate success. So you're you're definitely feeling like um, Strider here is is suffering from something that is not a usual equine terrestrial uh, disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I determine if it's magical in origin or? It does seem magical and and extra. Dim- extra dimensional and it seems like something that um 
something that only your good friend, Dr. Strange, might have some insight about. Even though he's not a horse doctor, he is an extra-dimensional doctor. And one might even say the source is supreme of Earth 616. So I need to run back to my room and get my phone. Right. Okay. Um, hold on, buddy. You're going to be okay. Uh, you could call him, obviously, on your Avengers ID card or on your cell phone. It's your Actually, phone. the Avengers ID card, it's in the pocket of my jacket. Okay, great. That's clever. So you're back in the stable when you remember that your Avengers ID card is in your jacket pocket. And uh, you, uh, I'm going to imagine, make a call to one Dr. Stephen Strange. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. So you make a call to Stephen Strange. And uh, Stephen uh, says that he will teleport you over in just a minute. But he is dealing with another situation right at the moment. But um, and that's when we cut to Ileana Rasputin. Yes. See how bad that is? <laughs> yeah. So Ileana Rasputin, you find yourself teleported here to Limbo, where you also feel a very, very strange weird sensation that has pulled you here. So, help me set the stage. Where was I beforehand? Was I... You were, at, you were. You could be at Avengers Mansion. You could be at Excalibur Lighthouse. You could be hanging out with Kitty. That is up for you to decide, but I'll, I'll, I'll say I was, I was back at the X-Mansion because I'm more familiar with the old school uh, okay, that's fine. stuff. Yeah, so... Uh, so I'm shocked yeah. to be here. I find myself... What, why have I been brought to Limbo? Well, you're, you're kind of... Yeah, and you feel it really deep powerful pang in your chest uh, as do you uh, as just in your sight lines you see Lockheed dying and recoiling on the ground okay um, I am I close enough to Lockheed yeah Lockheed's right here okay I, I will immediately shout healing hands of Hogarth and right. cast so, that spell if I may yeah cast, you cast a spell healing hands of Hogarth at what level do you cast it uh, if I go up to above 50, oh, there's my icon. If I go above 50, I start getting in trouble, right? Is, right. Or is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but 50, I'm okay? Yep. All right. So I will cast Healing Hands of Hogoth at 50. Okay. So um, Ileana casts amazing rank of Healing Hands of Hogoth. Armoring herself up as she, uh, you know, heals Lockheed. Lockheed seems okay, but not super great. Um, okay. But looking at them, you know and remember from your experience with Lockheed that they are an extra-dimensional creature and the one person who may have information about how to uh, take care of this would be one Dr. Stephen Strange. Okay. Um, I will stay with Lockheed. Uh, okay. Oh, actually, hmm. If I cast my astral self, it's just going to be stuck here in limbo, isn't it? It's not going to be able to go to Earth, will it? Right. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so you can portal back to hang out with Doctor Strange and can, bring can Lockheed I, with you. I was gonna say, can I? Okay. So then I'll scoop up Lockheed and I'll be like, uh, "Oh, Tavorish, stay with me, stay with me." And I'll cast uh, my stepping discs to go directly to the Sanctum Sanctorum if I could. Ooh. Is that oh. the Sanctum Sanctorum? Did that work? That is pretty that sweet. Yeah. Okay. Great. While we're doing that, I'm gonna just very quickly bring um, bring Union Jack here to while everybody else is dealing with their sickened companion animals, you find yourselves watching a little bit of TV. <laughs> so there's three channels you can choose from. The first uh, is 
Uh, Jay Jonah Jameson asking, threat or menace? Spider-Man, a menace! Uh, Is there something else you want to watch or you want to listen to this uh, drivel? He's like, turn off the TV, go online, pick up a newspaper. The DailyBugle.com is your number one source for information about our pesky wall crawler. What are my other options? Your other (laughs) options is Jeepers, which is a horror movie show. Um, And it's right now it's running Jason the Argonauts with Jason being Jason of Friday the 13th fame. (laughs) Jason the Argonauts. uh, (laughs) One of the most legendary adventures in all mythology is brought to life in a horrific saga of one man's quest for the Golden Fleece. Soon God's biggest mistake will be their worst enemy in Jason and the Argonauts. And then later, an international assassin and professional race car driver sells her soul to the devil in Fouster Pussycat Gilgit. <laughs> <laughs> but then on Channel 3 of all the things, you get a, a really, really interesting, um, kind of out of the blue uh, television message, which says, Third uh, tier Iron Man vote for dead? Uh, liar written in blood at crime scene. No suspects at this time. As the news goes into more depth, former Soviet agent Milos Mazarek, also known as the Unicorn, was found dead in New York's theater district this morning from a massive gore wound in his chest. At the scene, Liar was scrawled in the pavement in the, the victim's own blood. No suspects have been identified. As much as I want to watch Jason and the Argonauts, <laughs> my yeah. interest is piqued by that third channel uh, with the Unicorn. Yeah. Good role playing, Trey. (laughs) So that's sort of on your mind as you're, uh, as you guys are all then summoned into uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum, where Doctor Strange has uh, put your companion animals in stasis. Greetings, as you know, I'm Doctor Stephen Strange. I feel the need to say that all the time, obviously, or (laughs) lost a bet with Wong, and he made me say it all the time. How can I help Spasi- you? Spasibe, Stephen, for, for helping Lockheed. Oh, it's it's my pleasure. You know, it's it's very interesting what, what I'm seeing here. You know, I I need to consult some of my books here, but you know, it, it, I'm not really sure, but I do think that this is related to some extra planar uh, realm disturbance that I've I've recently uncovered. The truth is we're dealing with uh, an extra dimensional power that I have very, very, very limited experience in um and based on on what i could see um i'm in a weird i'm in a weird position here because i found something that i think um is is kind of disturbing and it's basically this weird brand mark in um strider's body and i wanted to show it to you all it's very unusual the my takeaway from it was a little bizarre and um, Dr. Strange shows you a little, he's going to show you a little glyph. Um, it's going to look like a QR code, but it's actually a glyph. Okay. I assure you that was not there before. Yeah. It's a, it's a mystical rune that has been, um, basically carved into Strider's skin. I think there's one in Lockheed's as well, but I'm not really sure about it. Uh, I'm investigating some of my tomes, but if you guys could try to comprehend that while I go, and uh, do some of my Scooby-Doo stuff. So, uh, little sword man, do, do they sell your horse on Amazon with this this glyph? 
No, Strider is one of a kind. I this this should not be here. One of a kind. My friend Danny, she has the same horse, Brightwind. <laughs> Your friend Dan, Dan Brightwind, yes, similar horses, yes, very similar. The Strider was from given to him as a gift from the Lady in the Lake. Is all I'm saying. Stephen, yeah. this you're busy. Stay out of the conversation. <laughs> so, um, was anyone able to decipher this brand, Mark? Yes. You are now cordially invited to join the hunt. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to join or once-in-a-lifetime adventure. Your phone brought that up? They they wound our beloved friends and put invitations to, to adventures on our... This is horrible. I shall have my revenge and cut them to pieces. You know, maybe not that violent, but I'm in. So, little, little sword man, your, your horse is hurt. My dragon is hurt. Why are you here, little flag man? Well, middle, little flag man, uh, what he hasn't communicated yet oh, is okay. that there's a deeper reason for him being here. Um, his, his cat got Brandon. No, it, what he uh, what he has yet to identify is that uh, he has noticed, um, even though he is a World War II slash anti-terrorist kind of British superhero, he has a background in supernatural hunting of uh, in particular vampires and what mm. union jack has yet to identify or really communicate is how uh vampires seem to be growing stronger in his area and he was brought here specifically because uh he's noticed a rise in vampire activity it's unrelated to the animal companions but is definitely a cause for a tremendous tremendous disturbance even Vampire characters like Morbius and uh, Blade have become more and more hostile and dark and insidious. So there's something supernaturally corrupt happening. Could I roll my mystic senses to see? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm assuming I'm going to sense a lot of Doctor Strange, but I'm trying to uh, hopefully filter through that and figure out what else is going on. Yeah, so you have you have found that you sense an extra dimensional presence, like one you you may have remembered uh, thinking about from your childhood, one that is rare and unique. Um, if you were to imagine like the most unique thing in the universe, um, this is even more unique than that. There is something so good and blessed and filled with light um, that sort of hits you as you're sensing the energy surrounding this. So I'm sensing this incredibly powerful benevolent sense around Dr. Strange's place or like within the couple miles around us? Yeah, you're sensing as part of some sort of big, there's some sort of really benevolent glowing mystical energy that is here surrounding you connected to why your companion animals are hurt. Okay. And then also this nagging corruption of that benevolence that you're feeling growing as you. So in a way it's like thinking about the most joyous, most beautiful, most remarkable things you've ever thought about. And then feeling like, Oh my God, this thing is so precious I feel like a corruptive force or influence is, is coming to steal that away. With all of that amazing description, as a good teammate, I tell my fellow teammates here, I sense trouble. Okay. That's, what she, that's what she shares. So that's great. 
does anyone want to respond to that before Doctor Strange comes into the room as you see him? I, I kind of got that from the mangled horse. Right. The, the trouble <laughs> seems pretty self-evident. Care to elaborate? There, there is something corrupt in, in, the, in the magic world that is uh, endangering our friends and possibly all of us. <sighs> Question is, Ilion, when you were younger, what was the one thing you wanted the most? To go home to my family. Okay. Let me rephrase that. What is the one thing every little girl wants the most? Be a you Americans, you all want to be a princess. Yes, and what do princesses ride? Magical horses. Unicorns. That's right. Every child wants a unicorn. But where do they come from? Why, if I were to be honest with you. Would you please be honest with us? Yeah, yes, he's trying to be frank. Um, but I don't want you to think that that's a play for you to make a sort of Uncle Frank. or Your Russian jokes don't, don't really fly here in America. So I just want to make sure that... We're on the same page, Ileana, you and I. So, As long um, as you're not Frank Castle. Frank Castle, Sorcerer Supreme, can you even imagine? I mean, what if? <laughs> <laughs> the, the truth is, uh, based on, on what I've seen from this glyph and what I'm hearing is that your companion animals are uh, hurt um, because they have extra-dimensional connection. While they're, they're not from... Uh, the extra-dimensional realm where unicorns are. Uh, they are connected, uh, sort of, they're sort of extra-dimensional cousins. So they're being affected by this kind of cosmic, uh, almost chthonic-like corruption that is infesting the realm of the unicorns. And judging by uh, what I'm seeing, I, I wonder if, uh, you know, like, the fact is, is that the cruelty of man has slain so many creatures and i'm sure that back in the day centuries ago many unicorns have fallen to bands of mortal hunters as their horns became the things of magical legend but i i'm i'm willing to bet in my in my thinking and in my pondering that there is only one hunter craven enough to hunt unicorns <laughs> that is sergey krakenov magic is that a friend of yours i mean <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I mean, I assume that is uh, a Craven, the, the hunter's real name, probably. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Do, would, would, would we know that? It might not, but I think that Black Knight knows certainly. Okay. And Craven the Hunter, yeah. You know what? I would say that Magic does know Craven the Hunter. His his stepbrother, the Chameleon, she knows even better. Okay. So because uh, he's uh, an international super spy kind of thing. Craven. Uh, Craven shall pay for what he's done. Right. But what does this have to do with vampires? Well, it has to do with the supernatural realm, so the corruptive influence that is infecting um, what's called it Unicorn Island, uh, that is affecting this realm, is creating supernatural ripples across the world. So are you saying we're going to fight evil unicorns? I'm saying that mortal human hunters are in, in an extra-dimensional realm they don't belong to be in, and uh, somebody ought to stop those guys. I can open my stepping discs to this other dimension where we can go stop Craven. Here's what I would recommend. is If you want to fix your animals, you're going to have to go into the extra-dimensional realm of the unicorn and find out what this corruptive mm -hmm. influence is and how you can stop it. I believe, based on the information I have here, that it is Craven the Hunter, 
and his companions. But I, I can't give you more information. My magics are really good on Earth. I'm the Sorcerer Supreme of Earth. I'm not the Sorcerer Supreme of yeah, I'm not the Sorcerer Supreme of the Unicorn Island. Okay, before we do this, Craven's not usually a magic dude. So who does he have with him? Can we determine who he has with him who's, you know, teleporting him to magical places? Right. Like how how would let let's say an international poacher like Craven even manage to, to access such a place? He's not a portal guy. He's not, but he is a safari guy, and he has been known to hunt the Savage Land and hunt Tigra and hunt uh, other exotic creatures. So this is certainly within his M.O. But the question is, who would he bring with him that are maybe members of the Sinister Six or people who have had a hand in his resurrection? Um, Who does he know? Um, this is sort of not within my realm of knowledge, but who would Craven the Hunter know? I could check the Avengers database. Okay, that would be great. And are there wounds on our our animal friends that are indicative of a certain type of attack? Both of them seem to have been vomiting a lot, so some sort of poison or corruption, sort of um, black tarry stuff, but it could easily be an extra-dimensional poison like a black ichor or something mm. Oof. i i got a busy signal <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah but based on sort of your your knowledge sort of going back and forth black knight in particular you remember even though you you, you and spidey aren't the best of friends i mean you still like him more than a slapstick and d-man yeah, um, i'm sure we had at least one team up right <laughs> yeah you've, you've had a couple with uh, mordred against mordred Rather than Mordred the Mystic. So yeah, I mean you were you seem to remember that of Craven's more mystical allies, he does have the Hobgoblin, who once sold his soul with the demon. Demigoblin. Demigoblin, right. And then uh Calypso, who helped bring Craven the Hunter back from the dead. Huh. Wasn't she in that Tommy Farland? Boom. Yes, Boom. she was. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> God. Yeah, there was a whole trading card series. There's just like different <laughs> panels from that comic. It yes. Is... <sighs> Told you this would take a long time, David. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm We're all comics it. podcasters. <laughs> I, did a com- I did a comic with Rob Liefeld. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're the second person I've talked to in a week who could say that. <laughs> so there you go. So there you there you have it. That's the information that I have available for you. I mean, if you want to save your companions' lives, this would be the opportunity to do that. Steven, will you join us on our hunt to Unicorn Island, or will you stay here to help heal our friends? I suppose I could help come with you to Unicorn Island. I can help maintain the portal, make sure that it, you know you're not lost in Unicorn Island forever. Certainly, um, but Magic, I do have utter faith in your ability to stop. A human hunter and whatever his allies are. I'm sure you're more than capable of, you know, you have one of the Britain's most trained uh, super soldiers. You have Camelot's greatest knight. And you have the extraordinary abilities of your trans-dimensional powers. And your own, my own tutelage should come in handy in how you're able to command yourself magic. But I tell you what, if you find yourself in trouble... Use your communication abilities. Use your talisman or 
you know, uh, your mystical senses and I will come running. In the meantime, it is my, my duty to take care of these animals because even though I am a master of the mystic arts, I still have to live by the Hippocratic Oath. Yes, the eternal Hippocratic Oath of the NPC. We understand. <laughs> <laughs> so can I cross this line? Or is yeah, it best you can I cross the line. It's basically like a healing status field. Okay. All right. Let, let Strange look after you, buddy. I'm going to find out who did this to you. Okay. Are you guys ready to teleport to Unicorn Island? Yes. I pop out my sword. Do it. So you guys find yourselves in a colorful, rainbow-colored land. And as you guys come through, you uh, you hear a... This feels kind of weird, but you find yourselves in this very candy-coated land that sort of weirdly has this weird smell of sugary sweetness and joy. It sort of puts your uh, hairs on the top of your arms sort of unsettled magic. You definitely feel like this is not the place you want to be in particular. There is danger here. Yeah. Are we in Candyland? It certainly feels like Candyland. As you uh, come in, those rainbows that are everywhere start to come to life. And you are attacked by four living rainbows. Oh my god. Whoa. Little sword man, pull out your little sword. All right, so I'm going to pull out the uh, turn order, and we're going to roll for initiative. Wait, no, I'm an ally. Okay, so first living rainbow uh, sheds this gigantic light. light. Uh, It moves in sort of an incorporeal form over here, and it's going to attack magic. Now, as far as the reactions go, I didn't declare that at the beginning. This, there's rainbows going before me, so I can't declare a reaction. Correct? Yeah, you can. You, I give everyone one. So you can say, it attacks me, and you can say, I'm going to make a reaction. It hasn't attacked you yet, so hold on. It's going to attack you for... Okay, so Living Rainbow comes in and sprays this gigantic violet light over your body, but misses. Okay, so I don't need to do the reaction, I take it? Right, exactly. Okay, all right. Magic, it's your turn. I it, Am I close enough to swing my sword into the living rainbow? You need to move one square up, but yes. Okay, can I move an attack? Yes. All right, I will... Nope, that moves the map. Uh, there we go. Okay. Sword, sword didn't necessarily come with me, but that's okay. Uh, I will then swing the sword. Okay. With my remarkable fighting, uh, because, that's, right. I mean, because that's what I get with a sword. Right. And so I will roll for that. Uh, I will spend... What the heck? 10 karma. Okay. Uh, Great. I think. There you go. 40. Perfect. Perfect. And you hit. And since my sword, for those of you guys who don't know, the sword uh, disrupts magical stuff. It's uh, it, 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 it does monstrous damage to mystical things. So I'm hoping that it will injure the rainbow. Magic's blazing sword comes in and slices right through the this weird living rainbow thing. Dissipating it. Die, living rainbow. All right. That is your turn, correct? You you, you moved, you swung yep. your sword. Is there mm-hmm. anything else you'd like to say? Uh, I said die living rainbow. I felt, like okay. that was, I felt like that was pretty in character. Okay, Union Jack, it's your turn. Okay, I draw my pistols. Okay. And I fire at the nearest rainbow. Given. Okay, this one right here. Spend five karma. Okay. It's a, I do want to say, though, I do feel a little bad that during Pride Month, we're killing rainbows. I just feel like that's yeah. a little <laughs> sending the wrong message. But anyway, this episode does come out in July, though. There we go. There we go. Yeah. 
so you shoot the living rainbow with your buttons. You don't do a tremendous amount of damage, but the rainbow, because your bullets are magical, uh, does do some damage on this rainbow over here. And it seems it seems pretty injured. Black Knight, your turn. Okay. Uh, let's see. Um, so... I'm just going to move them closer to you guys so you don't have to use, like, I'm using all my movement. I can't reach it. <laughs> I'm, just trying okay. to be, I'm just trying to be kinder to you and less kind to them. All right. Um, now, earlier when the rainbow attacked magic, did he use an energy attack? He used, yes. He used a uh, purple light beam. He spit colors at me. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep that in mind for later. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and attack with fighting. Yep. Which is remarkable for me. But you, with your sword, underneath your sword thing, it says amazing. So you can just do because you're a weapon specialist. Okay. So As a wise man once said, Leroy Jenkins. Okay, let's see what we got. Alright. With karma. So wow. he loses. Wow, that's great, man. Alright. So this is really hurting. This living rainbow takes it. Man, I feel like we're casting aspersions on poor LeVar Burton. <laughs> Butterfly in the sky. So, um... You did good with your little sword. <laughs> huh? Alright. Don't take my so, word for it. So, four. Alright, so, um, could you do me a favor, Dane, the living rainbow fires a green energy beam. Can you you can try to parry it if you'd like. Oh yes, I do like because I have my, the ebony blade has the ability to absorb energy and redirect it. Right. So if you hit your shield, it will do that for you. Nice. Oh man, it's good. So as this green blast of illuminated green energy hits your ebony blade, you can feel that this is definitely poison, toxic energy. If you were ever get if it were to ever touch you, you would really be suffering. So you know that uh, it, it's going to really hurt if it were to get through. All right. So this one uh, comes in and give me a number between one and eight. Union Jack. Uh, six. Okay. You can try to roll to parry or block with like your dagger or whatever, or evade or dodge um, um, as a blue beam of energy comes towards you. I am going to try and dodge that. Okay. Tell me what you get. Oh, man. All right. Union Jack, cold damage irradiates your body as you take as you take 33 points of da- cold damage. Oh, bollocks. Yeah, so you can feel the freezing energy. Oh, wait, but you have body armor, right? Of good? I do, so yes. So you actually take 10 points less. So it's always um, cold armor- in right. It's always cold in Russia. I was where I was going. I was just doing some color for the for the folks at home. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I think it's great. It's true. It is always cold in Russia. So uh, yeah, so that is its turn. Then this one comes over, and Ileana, could you make a uh, give me a number between one and eight, please? Six. Six. All right. Can you uh, make a dodge or evade check, please, as a reaction? Could I do block? Could I try and block yeah, the you can block blast? With, you can block I, thought the, I thought the sword might dissipate the magical thing. Yeah, that's fine. Block is fine. Blocker evade okay. is like a parry. Either one is fine. Okay. 
Oh, wow. 81. Yeah, there it is. All right. So cold comes sleeping out you, but you, uh, with your soul sword, kind of cut right through the blast and it dissipates. So that's where that line comes in. Tis always cold in Russia. <laughs> Magic, <laughs> it's your turn as these living rainbows come in closer and closer. Okay. Um, Just as I... you're as you're coming through, your portal closes. Uh, can I activate my armor and attack? Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you attack, so if you cast, oh, the a spell, armor magically right? appears, doesn't it? Right. It automatically appears. Okay. All right. You just so, tell me what level of you want to use it at, and I put it at that level. Uh, let's uh, let's do it at uh, re- remarkable level thirty. Okay. So Ileana gets a gigantic armored arm as she uh, is engulfed by the essence of demonic energy, and you watch both as she transforms right before your eyes. And I will, since that, that that's not an action, though. That's just that's a, not an action. Okay, that's automatic. Right. Then I will move. Can I? Am I close enough to lean over and uh, with the sword and attack the other rainbow? Yes, you can attack this rainbow over yep. here. That's yep. what I was going to do. All right. Yeah. So I will go ahead and swing with the sword in Russia. We kill the rainbows. Yeah, that doesn't really work. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, no. <laughs> and I miss horribly. Taste. You could have said taste this rainbow. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I actually, uh, I got so excited putting my armor on that uh, it, it changed my balance, and I totally missed when I swung the sword horribly. Yeah. Totally. It totally happens. All right, Union Jack, the rainbow comes ready, looking like it's going to swallow you. Ah, um, I'm going to try and evade that. So it's really close to me now. It's really close to you. You could reach out and taste the rainbow. <laughs> you also have a silver um, dagger. In addition I was about to, to your... say, it, uh, am I close enough that I could just slash at it with my knife? Yes, you can totally slash then, at it with your knife. And that's what I'm going to do. And that's just a regular fighting roll. You miss. All right. Black Knight. All right. Well, let's hope rainbows don't bleed as I run up and slash at the rainbow. Okay. Don't try to save a teammate or anything. Run the opposite direction. How much karma were you trying to use? None. Okay, none. All right. You take it down, but barely within an inch of its rainbow life, uh, you slice the rainbow in twain, dissipating what's left of its energy and swallowing it into the ebony blade. Next turn, I'll come and save the ally. Okay. Great. This living rainbow goes home. No, this living rainbow. Uh, <laughs> goes to market. Be- one, uh, pick a number between one and eight. Three. Three. Oh, man. I didn't think that that was possible. But all right. So uh, uh. you can try to roll parry. Uh, you can try to evade or you can try to dodge. Okay. Um, let's see. I am to try and dodge. Okay. And I'm going to spend five karma. Okay. Great. Ooh, with just a green result, uh, it fires some lightning at you. Barely hits. It could have been much worse. <laughs> For just 17 points of damage minus, so you have, you just took seven points of damage. So it just kind of scuffs you a little bit, not dramatically, but but it could have been much, much worse. All right. That was that living rainbow. This living rainbow doesn't like magic at all. Uh, Try pick a number between one and eight. Uh, Three. Three. Oh, okay. All right. Could you make a intuition roll for me, please? Uh, this is basically going to be a, like a save, like a death save in D anD D, or a, a poison Thanks. save. Not this saying for, it's a this is for Union Jack. You're saying no. I'm saying no. I'm having, I'm having him decide what number. Okay. 
rather than rolling the dice because I'm going to apply it to you. I'm basically letting their numbers determine what damage I'm going to do to you guys. Okay. <laughs> so make an intuition roll for me, please, Magic. Okay. Um, now, I assume in this case my size screen isn't helping me in this intuition roll. Uh, this is uh, this is not a okay. this is not psychic. All right. This, uh, is, sens- this is sensory. And this is a life saving roll. No, it's not. It's no. I'm saying okay. it's like a it's like a saving okay. throw in Dungeons. Dragons. That's fine. So just, I just thought. Okay, that's fine. I won't spend karma on it. Then I'll just let it roll with a 19, okay. which sucked. All right. So this is a sensory attack, which is the so it's sensory attack. So it's not psychic. It's not magical. But basically, because it's it's a rainbow, it creates a sense a cloud of darkness around you that obscures your vision. Mm, okay. Which is why I was saying it was sensory. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That's right. Oof. So basically, you're obscured in, um, you're just obscured in bright, bright light, unable to attack this turn. Okay. All right. So that was its turn. Magic, you lose your turn because you're temporarily blinded. Okay. Union Jack, it's your turn. Okay. I am once again going to try and attack the rainbow with my knife. Okay. I didn't. I don't think we've ever heard people say that in a sentence before. <laughs> uh, this feels yes. like one of those episodes of Excalibur, like in the cross time caper, right? Like with Alan <laughs> Davis drawing it. I was just thinking yeah. Alan Davis is drawing this adventure. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. So uh, your turn, Union Jack. What are you doing with the knife? Hey, I am attacking with the knife. Okay. So with that knife, you do all right. That was far better than any of my previous rolls. So. Right. Dang! Look at that. You've uh, cut this rainbow within an inch of its life. <laughs> All right, Black Knight, it's your turn. You oh, have Ileana is in- encased in this darkness. Okay. Because the rainbow has basically become a dark cloud, basically removing all light from the area. I run up to the cloud, and I believe the Ebony Blade has the ability to cut through energy right on um, fields i'm going to use that to try to cut cut iliana out of the cloud okay great and i'm going to go ahead and spend 10 karma on this okay nice iliana is saved from the inky black depths of the living rainbow All so right. the rainbow completely dissipated yes little sword man you did good <laughs> right Boy, this there's rainbow. still one muppet left over here anyone want to help it's not the size of the sword. It's the way you use it. All right. So this magic living rainbow thing is going to choose a number between um, one to one to eight. Uh, six. People really like six. All right. Uh, Union Jack, can you roll to dodge or evade? Okay. Roll to evade. Oh, Union Jack. <laughs> Oh, Union Jack! Once again, you feel cold spewing through your body. As a bit nippy in here. <laughs> you take uh, forty points of cold damage. Whoa! So you Sixty. Yeah, your whole body freezes up, but your body is was previously like zapped by it, but now you can sort of feel the cold sort of running through your veins as your body almost is completely immobilized. Wouldn't want to come give me a hand here? Well, I, I think David's about to say it's my turn. So now it's Magic's turn. She will uh, she will shout, Bolt of Bedevilment! And she will do a powerful magical blast for amazing damage at the, uh, the rainbow cloud. And then the Bolt of Bedevilment zaps out the uh, living rainbow. But now Union Jack is 
in the middle of a rainbow field, sort of completely, completely a block of ice. And with the death of the rainbows... Oh, no. The, you can feel all the color gone from the area. We're in the Beyonders realm now. Yeah. I really hope this isn't the white hot room. Little sword man. We can chop him out and then I can heal him. Come, let's go. Uh, just watch for fingers and stuff. <laughs> yes, be careful, little sword man. All right. So you're going to chop out. Slowly. Very slowly. So you and chop him out? Yeah. Go I ahead. mean, you, you tell us if that works. Now, since we're not in combat, I think we can just talk through it. So the goal would be chop him out. And the minute I, I can get to a part of his body, uh, I would then cast um, Healing Hands of Hogoth to heal right. up to monstrous in wounds. Uh, if I go above 50, I run the risk of bringing out Dark Child, right? Right. Okay, so I'll stop at 50. All right. So he is he is healed. 50 points. Okay. Little Flagman, you need to... You you English people need to be stronger against the cult. You come to Russia. We teach you. All right. Well, so now you guys are thank stuck. Thank you, but I probably could have achieved the same with a cuppa and... <laughs> so you guys are stuck in a colorless void right now how would you like to proceed would you like to try to move forward would you try to like stay where you are or get some sense of a map or anything like that give me an idea of how you're going to navigate this colorless void in an effort to find whomever it is that did this i have an idea but i also don't want to dominate any, everything um no you're not dominating anything okay. we're, we're all just shooting the ideas maybe back. maybe one of you People with magical abilities could be try and sense something about what's going on here. I'm just a guy with a gun. Fla- little Flagman, that's exactly what I was thinking. I can use my mystic senses to sense the mystic around us. All right. Azure, uh, can you roll that for me, please? Sure. Um, and you should get a cool Aquaman effect when you click your token and you click your character sheet. should be like... Oh, that's awesome. Look at that. Look at that. And I got a 64, folks, which puts me in the yellow. Nice. Great. So um, in doing that, while your mystical senses don't really, um, they indicate, obviously, this whole area is covered in magic. Mm -hmm. But what's really weird is you, in the air, as you're doing this, you smell, um, you smell something sugary sweet. And your magical senses, mystical senses show a set of footprints made out of cotton candy leading to the northeast. Right. I explained that. Uh, maybe not quite as flowery, but I tell the folks that there are footprints going to the northeast. And uh, I, I say, as when we first came here, there's there's a sense of candy and, and, and sugary sweets. You sense this also? I feel it right in my back teeth. <laughs> so you guys should see your mystical senses sort of play out this idea of cotton candy yeah this sort of very cotton candy-ish map uh you are area one but your mystical senses show that there are at least three encampments somewhere on this island in russia in russia we do not have this game called candyland but katya has told me of it (laughs) great so what would you guys like to do would you like to sort of character kitty would have a hundred percent made iliana play candyland i'm just saying well, that's why she said she knew what it was. She just said they didn't have it in Russia. It's true. Yeah. Um, there are also uh, no cats in America and the streets are paved with cheese. 
Wait, you guys what? get that reference, right? I absolutely get that reference. Somewhere out there. Okay. I'm sorry. Beneath. Uh, yeah, it's from America. It's from the Five movies. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the songs they sing. Which is why Fievel comes. American ta- is an American tale. Yeah, that's what it was yeah, called. That's it. Yep, yep. Yeah, wow. and then the anyway. sequels Fievel goes west. That's right. Five, good old Fievel. Uh, anyway, this is the part of the podcast we cut out. <laughs> no, oh, no, this is this is the good stuff. <laughs> this is the good stuff when we talked about American tale. So, um, but you sense these couple of encampments in the far distance, and but you have no idea what's there. The footprints uh, that I, I sensed earlier, the cotton candy footprints, went northeast, correct? Right. They go northeast. So I, I turn and go, we should go northeast. What do you say? Lead on, young lady. All right. I, I, I could, I'm just here for the ride. Speaking right. of ride, uh, I could just teleport us and save some time on walking. I mean, unless, okay. this, is the, unless this is the fellowship of the Candy Crush game. Um, <laughs> oh, it's easier for you to teleport to places you've been, but you can kind of uh, make a jump. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is like take us, you know, it's like maybe not a past line of sight, but like if I can see a mile away, boop, boop, you know, right. So d- d- discuss quickly, boop, 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 boop. Yeah, so we'll we'll disc you, uh, you disc uh, a little bit through a trail that at least has a little bit more color to it. You've killed the rainbows, so color is really lacking in this area. Ah, okay. You guys don't seem to uh, be able to see anything because it's dark. Only somebody had a spell that would allow them to see in the dark. <laughs> uh, I can then cast... Actually, it doesn't say I can cast it on myself. It says I can cast it to allies or enemies. So oh, you can cast it to yourself, too. Can I cast it on all three of us? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, with my sword in one hand and my hand in the other, I make a gesture and say, Sight of Shumagaroth! Uh, she gives herself some night vision. She gives you... And she gives Union Jack some night vision, just as you're like, I think I have goggles in my thing. My mask, maybe I don't. <laughs> and then, uh, boom. And I was thinking Dane would have night vision goggles set up in his helmet, but I looked and looked and looked and looked, and I had to go with what was authentic to the Marvel Universe. So, sorry. I feel like, I see, I feel like I've seen Steve Epting draw Dane in the brown jacket with those 90s night vision goggles on, but whatever. Yeah. All right. So here you guys are in the middle of a trail with very, very, very little light. Can I still see the footprints? You can still see the footprints and they take you down this trail direction. Okay. Going this, going this way. Very darkened, trailed forest. So there's not a lot of light. And you have to very, please move very, very carefully through here because you don't know what sort of dangers you might see. Okay, Black Knight seems to be taking the lead. Black Knight I'll, seems I'll... to be taking the lead. Uh, would you like to continue to take the lead, Black Knight? Wait, hold on for a second, please. As you get right about here, you see a weird shrub made of shrubbery made of candy. All right, before we get into combat, uh, can I cast false gaze to identify the other creature's abilities and powers? Yes, I will tell you. I can tell you that it is yes. Um, you cast false gaze, and they're candy shrubs. They're just shrubs made out of candy. Don't eat them. Do not eat them. As long as you don't eat them, and they won't bother you. Don't eat them, and they won't bother us. Basically, it. So you can just kind of 
Very, and I, very. I, I look at Union Jack and I'm like, I know how you how you Londoners are with your sweets. Do not eat them. <laughs> Londoners. Wow, man, that's an insult. Is he even from London? Um, Manchester. Yeah, man. What an insult. <laughs> yeah. That's like a, well, the only country anyone knows in Russia is Moscow, right? So, I mean, uh, the, only <laughs> country, the only city, we, our city, city we know is London. As you guys see all these candy sh- trees sort of and candy shrubs sort of popping up around you. Oh, my goodness. Magic, you got so big all of a sudden. I did. I, did. I put the armor on. And I got huge. <laughs> it, it's like you went in limbo for a few years and all of a sudden you're a teenager. Yeah, that's, oh, that's just silly. That that never happens. <laughs> there you go, Magic. There you are. You are back to your normal size. All right. So as you guys are here and kind of walking through this weird thing, you start the smells of of candy, super sweetness, are sort of overwhelming. Can everyone make an endurance roll for me, please? Okay. That's the I. Yes. No, oh, e, 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 e for e. endurance. I can spell. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my lord! Oh, so what do we got? We got one pass. We got another pass. Oh. We got a, a yellow, a green, and I literally rolled an eight out of a hundred, y'all. That is right, horrible. Right. <laughs> so, uh, magic of all the people, you start to feel this fibrous cotton candy air, probably because you're closest to the candy trees the most, and you feel super, super, super debilitated, mm. um, as though somebody is like, as, as though like you breathed fiberglass but fiberglass made out of candy um you see her so, like she, she she stabs her sword in the ground like a cane is trying to stabilize herself she's wobbling oh right. I don't, I don't and feel because you like I, yeah oh yeah it's like breathing in i think northeast right now uh <laughs> americans have been it's right. sort of like that level of like you've entered basically candy smog <laughs> and uh and it's because you're your armor doesn't cover your face sure. to take 15 points of damage. <laughs> um, as you start coughing up little pieces of hardened peppermint candies from your lungs. Oh my gosh. <coughs> In case any of our future listeners have total dating when we record this episode. <laughs> Context. I, uh, if I can cough it out, uh, I would go <laughs> winds of watch whom and conjure a wind to hopefully blow this uh, infectious you know, whatever it is away from us. Yes. Uh, Can you, uh, I I think one of your limitations is that you have to accurately say the name of your spell. That's why I said, if I could cough it out, if I can't, then I understand. So you can make a, you can either make a psyche roll or you can make an endurance roll to make sure that you can say winds of wet tomb as you're coughing it out. I will roll psych. Okay. I would oh, like a new. Man. I would. Li- I would like a new set of dice, please. <laughs> I rolled an eight last time Ooh. and a five this time, folks. Oh man, and that's a, with the, like a, an amazing psyche. Yes, yes. <laughs> Magic, because you're coughing so hard and you failed that roll so completely, you take another ten points of damage. Coughing. I like to imagine that, like, I'm actually like I'm coughing and just crap is pouring out of my mouth, like rainbow colored acid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Union Jack, Black Knight, it's very clear you need to get out of this. So imagine like the Poppy Forest and the Wizard of Oz. It's the same sort of shenanigans you're experiencing right now as magic is definitely not doing well. I think it's that the sugary sweetness clashes with her Daria-like personality. Okay, I grab magic, 
throw her over my shoulder and just start running. Okay. And I run. follow the direction that Dane is going. As you guys go past the candy bushes, the candy shrubs, and the candy trees, you start to see in the distance these gigantic stuffed animals. Oh, no. So magic, Black Knight, Union Jack, as you're coming up the path, you see a gigantic, gigantic stuffed brown bear. It's probably twice as big as you are and twice as wide. A gigantic stuffed gray wolf, a stuffed white bear, and a stuffed young dragon. Um, bear, oh, oh. So you guys feel surrounded by these gigantic stuffed animals that seem right now harmless, but you never know. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> it is a uh, role-playing game, so it's a pretty safe assumption. It's not going to be harmless. <laughs> Or what would you guys like to do as you see these gigantic things surrounding you? I'm going to slow my pace a bit, be more of a creeping, but I've still got magic over my shoulder. So we're just right. like, all Can right. I assume I'm, am I still barfing up taffy at this point? or am I No, you've moved point? outside of the realm of allergens that have been like really, really uh, bringing magic down. So she's a little bit better. She, yeah. I mean, she's not coughing as badly. Uh She's a little worse for wear, but she she is okay for now. Can she cast Healing Hands of Hoggoth on herself, or is that just other? Yeah, things? why don't you make make an endurance roll for me this time? Okay, sure. We'll see how that works out, kids. Let's see. <laughs> oh, God, Shag rolls. Let's see. I, I bet Can it's going to be Shag Karma. <laughs> it's it's not even a Karma. Oh, it's seventy nine. I got a hey. yellow this time, folks. Yeah. So uh, yeah, double digits. Healing Hands of Hoggoth on yourself. All right. I, I cough it up. <laughs> and it's clear enough that the spell can be heard. So how much health would you like to give yourself back? Up to 75? I, did up, to, I did up to 50. Oh, you did up to 50. So, oh, oh, great. So you're at 80. I, I'm mean to my players. I make them roll to see if they even succeed. Like if they're distracted oh, yeah, when they yeah. cast a spell. <laughs> no, magic only has one action a turn. She only has one action a turn. So she can heal herself. But, you know, in combat, she would be... SOL. Also, okay. it's like a healing spell. Also, what's crazy about magic is that she's really well balanced. So if she becomes too powerful, she will literally kill everything that is in within her reach. So it's definitely like kind of a thing where, yeah, she's kind of tough, but also like her drawbacks are kind of huge. So remember that Londoner. <laughs> Manchester. <Oy. laughs> so you guys have slowed down to a snail's pace. As you see the stuffed gray wolf, the stuffed brown bear, and the stuffed white bear, and the stuffed young dragon just still looming over you like a super surreal Disney cartoon, like Adventure Time or Gravity Falls. <laughs> so these are all more than a little disc. Can anybody reassure me that I should not shooting at any of these things? Um, you know what? I, my philosophy is... Don't attack first. The bushes were harmless if we did not attack. We could assume the same of these, I hope. Mm-hmm. Just keep an eye on them and keep walking. Well, then I, then I will say, Drake, you know, kind of mumbling a false gaze just to kind of make sure. Uh, well, you know, that's the, I get to identify right. other creatures and abilities, powers. You know, when you when you assume. they When using false gaze, you can show that their intent is generally cautious. They are stuffed enchanted creatures they are also a little on edge because as you get closer to the stuffed young dragon you can see that something has popped out its eyes hmm okay so i I explain think of them like snakes do not attack them they may not attack us but you can see the dragon 
has been injured. Ileana, this may be a chance to make a friend here. Don't you have that healing magic? I can certainly try. I do not know if it would work on a stuffed animal, but I have an affinity for dragons, so I am happy to try. I will, as as instructed by, I guess, our team leader, uh, I will cast Healing Hands of Hoggoth on the uh, on the dragon. See if it oh, works. Oh, wait. Who is the team leader? Is it Black Knight? I guess so, yeah. All right, Black Knight, because you are the team leader, you're using a leadership. Uh, that actually gives you an extra 50 points of karma that have just been added to your token. Nice. Wow! That you can you can divide that 50 up however you want. You can give some to Magic, you can give some to Union Jack, you can keep all for yourself. How would you like to use those? Um, I would like to give 40 of that to Magic to help her heal the dragon. Okay, 42. Great. Magic, you get 40 more karma for 120. All right, and he instructed me to use it all on the dragon, so... I'll click Healing Hands of Hoggoth. Okay. And what level are you going to cast that at? Amazing. Boom. All right. So the stuffed young dragon is healed, and it comes up to you and snuggles. Aw. I I snuggle it in the same way I would snuggle uh, Lockheed, and I'd be like, aw, Tavarish. Yeah. You're a good friend. especially bonded to you. It tries to communicate to you by nudging you. Do any of you have uh, linguistics or something that can help you translate stuffed animal? I might have something. Hold on. I could speak louder and slower. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have bilingual, but I assume that's Russian and, and English. Yeah. Trey, yeah. are you playing Union Jack or U.S. agent? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can transform others into small animals. I don't know if that's going to help me here. That actually could. You could try it. Um, I have... No, I've got horsemanship. <laughs> if you want to try to transform one of your friends into a stuffed animal, I mean, into a live animal to see if they can communicate, you know, that, there's no harm in that. That's um, somebody's menagerie spell. Yeah. There's right. no harm in that. Spoken like someone who's not about to be turned. Right, I mean, like a... <laughs> who, would you, who would you turn? Union Jack or Black Knight? Did I hear you volunteer, Jack? Hey, No. Londoner, come here, come here. I want to show you something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get this over with. Do it. I, lo- I look at him and I, and I go, little flag man, I need you to talk to the dragon. Okay. So I, I cast okay. Maylock's Menagerie. Okay. And try and transform in, into bird, bat, rat, frog, cat, badger. Uh, okay. So uh, I say, Londoner, uh, here, try to speak to the dragon. Okay. And... I transformed you, him into a badger. You transformed him into a badger. Let's see. I had this weird sense, like a, like a voice was speaking to me from beyond, suggesting a badger. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the honey badger line? <laughs> honey badger don't care. <laughs> honey badger. So you're a badger. You and Jack, you want to speak badger to the young... Badger The badger looks closest to the young stuffed dragon out of all the animals you... You could have talked to. So Union Jack, what would you like to say to the young stuffed dragon? We mean you no harm. We're just trying to figure out what's going on here. They took my eyes and they they took my eyes and tried to stab me. They were so big and the one of them one of them had big horns. They were so mean and tried to throw me to the ground and he talked like your girlfriend. Friend, and he was really 
I didn't really understand, but he talked like your girlfriend. It was so sad. I was so sad. This is supposed to be so happy. Describe them. What? What? So they sounded like magic, but there, uh-huh. one of them had a he horn. Had, he, he had a big, big horn, and he talked like magic, and a big, uh, um, thick, thick skin. Can you tell us which direction they went? Um, the, the, and he points behind them, like towards the north, but behind them towards the north. And then one, one used a spear with the uh, pokey in the eyes, and then the other one, um, Moved her hands around a lot, and the other one cackled. And you, she's like a, like a, um, the thing that cackles. And then there was, there was one more. He was kind of, kind of skinny and blonde hair and glass glasses. Is that what they call? And the youngest of dragon tries to make glasses sign with his hands. <laughs> Do we understand any of this, or I'm assuming not? Yeah, you can kind of make sense that Union Jack, you can kind of make sense of it. So he's talking about like there was a woman, she moved her hands around a lot. There was one guy who was flying, kind of cackling. There's one guy who was using spears, and one guy who was big gray and talked like magic. So, but just, just to be clear, only Union Jack can understand all this, correct? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because Black Knight and I, I think we're putting two and two together here, but we can't understand. So we're don't want a metagame. Yeah. We've been attacked more than once since we got here. You've only been attacked once since you got here. Well, Magic would probably disagree with that. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> right. Is there any danger besides the people that attacked you? There's the guy in the glasses and he had a book and he said something about shum 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 Yeah. And he was going to, like, use his, bring it here. Or I don't even know what a Shumagorath is. And as the young stuff dragon sort of talks like, you can imagine Babe from the movie Babe talking. That's sweet. Yeah, um, I mean, aside from the fact that it's talking about. I, I, I whispered to magic, I have no idea what's going on, but this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody in glasses right. with a giant book and then what sounds like four Spider-Man villains. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I communicate with my teammates in Badger form, or do I need to wait to be transformed? Again? You can communicate with your friends in Badger form. Okay. So, does the name Shumagorath mean anything? I'm assuming with my occult lore, I would. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a big yeah. yes. It's a big yes. That is like when they were talking about corrupted influences, when Dr. Strange was talking about, like, this is a kind of crazy realm, but when he was talking about corruptive influences being here, that is a level of corruption that is that is deplorable. I mean, it, it's such an insidious corruptive influence that he's literally somebody with a book and glasses and blonde hair has come in and tried to bring Shumagarath here. Now, why is unknown, but you can bet that there was probably some sort of barter between this person and the other person people hmm. so the badger describes all this to us or do you want us to role play this you- i'm describing some of the, the stuff that the young dragon is communicating to union jack it's up to union jack to communicate in his best badger british british badger accent so go for there it there it is right so it sounds like there's some i don't see i don't hear enough british i don't hear enough badger <laughs> <laughs> come on trey acting <laughs> It sounds like there's some proper villains here who are in league with 
some dark magic, and they're the ones bringing the corruption. I don't recognize them offhand for a little description we could get, but one of them was casting spells that sounded like what like magic, and one of them had glasses. That's exactly what she said, but please continue, Badger. <laughs> so great, we're looking for Harry Potter. Right. <laughs> I, I think uh, the one that talked like me may have been big and gray and had a horn. Right. Oh, the spell wears off you, Jack, and you find yourself kind of a little, <laughs> a little, uh, that's a little worse for wear as you like have to pick yourself up off the ground and dust yourself off because you were on all fours. Ugh. <laughs> so, Flagman, little Flagman, tell us more about these these people. That you, you said there were five of them? Um, they sounded familiar, but I'm not... Uh, d- does Union Jack have any clue of who these people are? He knows who Craven the Hunter is, sure. So, one you can sure. figure is probably Craven. Yeah, so, so uh, as Doctor Strange suggested, uh, it sounds like we, we've got a Craven problem. And if he, um, if we have Craven, it sounds like one of the people you described might be the Rhino. I, I, yes, from my home that, country, the Rhino. And the other might be Calypso. Yeah, Calypso. And the, laugh, the laughing one. Yep, the laughing one was probably Calypso. The flying person, I wasn't clear on. Uh, no, I'm thinking the, yeah. the laughing one is the flying one. I think that's oh. Hobgoblin. I might maybe I missed that up. Okay, so Calypso, Craven, Rhino, uh, Hobgoblin, or Demogoblin, or something. Uh, and then the, per- then the person with the glasses in the book who was looking for uh, Shumagarath, that one I don't know, unless it's some villain from the Darkhold or something like that I'm not familiar with. Yeah, do you want to you wanna make a, a cult lord check? Sure. All so right. is that uh, under my reason? Yeah, it's under your talents. There should be a cult lore. Okay, a cult lore. And what the heck, I, I was given 40 karma, so I'll, I'll spend uh, 20 of it on this roll. How's that? Okay, great. And, and survey says... 102! Look at that! All yes. right, so uh, from the description... I know their blood like, type. Uh, yeah, probably. From the description that they're holding a book that they know who Shumagorath is, sounds like it was Ian McNee, which is one of Doctor Strange's former failed students. There's a lot of those. Yeah, who was highly trained in magic, having trained for a decade with Doctor Strange, but he couldn't really control his magic. Instead, he tried to cheat um to become more magically powerful and tried to skirt the system so he's used this the serpent crown he's used the dark hold he's used like the sword of bone he's not somebody you really want to play around with but also he's like really impatient and impudent and he was created by roger stern and charles vest in 1982 <laughs> obi-wan strange is really terrible at training people he's just he's got a bad track record yeah surprise yeah, surprise found- all of this is actually uh, strange's fault yeah, I mean, in a way, it always is Strange's fault. I mean, like, No Way Home is Strange's fault. That is yes. true. Yeah, he, he blamed Peter, but it's definitely his fault. Yeah, he's like, oh, man. So uh, that's what they say. Um, so that's what you're able to glean from that. So okay. you know that there is... Uh, oh, and they warn you that um, if you go further, things might get really, really, really bad for you. Wow. The, the animals warned us that, or my magic? Yeah, the animals warn you that if you keep going further, things might get really, really, really bad for you. Well, my little animal no. friends, we must go forward. We must stop the, these evil villains. Okay. And save the, our, fr- our animal friends back home. I almost forgot why we're here. Save our animal friends back home. Right. You were like, I mean, why are we here? Sure. I, I actually don't have any skin in this game. 
But uh, <laughs> I guess if you two are going forward, I'll I'll stay with you. Well, you kind of the way that it, it, it you're kind of trying to put two and two together, Union Jack, is that even though you don't have any skin in this game, obviously they literally have Strider and uh, they literally have Strider and Lockheed. Is the right, corrupt the, the, development? Uh, it, it's affecting all of the vampires and monsters. Right, exactly. So the more corruptive that influence is the more supernatural evil is going to sort of seep like a busted drain pipe into the foundation of the Marvel universe. How exactly do you tell if blades acting weird? From my experience, the guy just shows up, tells you not to do things, then doesn't follow it up for a couple of years. Sure. You're ready for that. Mr. Whitman. <laughs> he's going to tell. He's got a blood rage. that's pretty bad. He does like to, you know, eat people sometimes, you know, Morbius the same way. It's hard to tell sometimes, but, you know, sometimes they get even more surly. Technically, Magic's on a team right now in the Marvel Universe with Blade, uh, the Midnight Suns, and be like, oh, right. when Blade comes up, she's like, that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rolls her eyes. Yeah, you know, you get it. Yeah. Vampires yeah. are the worst. I mean, I've been on a team of Blade, too, so it's fine. I- I'm on a yeah. team right now with Blade, so, like, I, oh, yeah. I know more. Oh, wow. Is this what it is? Yeah, you are, wait, are, we, are we having a blade measuring contest? <laughs> yes, we are. All three of you have been on a team with blade. <laughs> it is definitely a blade. Between Union Jack's knife, your ebony blade, and my sword is definitely a blade measuring contest. <laughs> I think that if you're a member of any British superhero team, you're a member of MI-13, and Blade is a member of MI-13. So, Of course he is, because he was passenger 57. So, needless to say, you guys, uh, you've heard all the details and sort of all the exposition. Uh, you know that if you go forward, oh, oh, um, Stuff Dragon tries to get you to talk some more. You inject, but you're normal human. What would you like to do? Um, I, Dragon wants, seem, is trying to say something. I, I guess. He's trying to use his hand to show, I'm going to show you on video. He's trying to use sure. his hand. Oh, wait. Oh, tapping oh. his head. Um, is that all? Is it a horn? Oh. Indicating a horn. A rhino. Is it? Or a unicorn. Rhino? Is it unicorn? Okay, something about right, unicorns. unicorns. Rhino. The unicorn? <laughs> I suck at this game. Um, no. No. <laughs> Two words. It's from a movie. To, she points to Black Knight and okay. unicorn. No, I, I, I don't have a unicorn. Uh, she points to the ebony blade and then points does a unicorn gesture. No, I'm not going to hurt the unicorn. The sword's magic connected to the unicorns? Maybe they cut some of the unicorns. Okay, Uh, Union Jack, would you like to be a badger again? I mean, I wouldn't like to, but it seems like... I'm better at that than I am at charades, I guess. Okay, (laughs) so as Union Jack transforms... You know, like, in the D&D movie, you, you know, like, when they constantly go through cycling... Um, information. You're back as a badger union, Jack, and it, it uh, the young stuffed dragon says black. Black unicorns. Beware oh, the black sure. unicorns. Oh. oh. oh, That's a terrifying thing I never even thought could exist. Right. right. Um, so, what if they're like symbiont unicorn, unicorns? That's terrible. <laughs> oh, so, man. black unicorns are ruin the thing. game, Trey. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Hey, that was James. <laughs> I ruined lots of games. <laughs> no, no, it's not a symbiote unicorn, though. That would be great. I'm mad at myself now for not thinking about it. <laughs> Tune in next month. <laughs> for symbiote or, unicorns. 
Anyway, you were saying. Null and his army of symbiote unicorns. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. But no. <laughs> But yeah, um, so, so, so beware the black unicorns. Yeah, so black unicorns are a thing that apparently exist and that we should stay away. Right. Good to know. All right. So what would you guys like to do now? Turn to Black yes. Knight. Tell us uh, what to do. I am as known as Big Gun. What do we do, little 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 sword? <laughs> Wait, we have, um, so we have code names on top of our regular code names? What's going on here? <laughs> be quiet, London. On? Be quiet, London Badger. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no. I... Would one of you be brave enough to lead us to these villains? Um, the young stuffed dragon says yes or nods, but you'll have to fly on its back. In. Best, best adventure ever. Okay, so you guys do pull a no- never ending story. <laughs> never ending stuffed dragon. Right, you guys pull a never ending story and fly best, beyond best St. George impression here you fly above uh, a giant city full of mushrooms so glad we don't fight mushrooms you guys fly that would have been the last of us serious psychotropic <laughs> effects going on there <laughs> I see yeah. what you did you guys fly not that's not the right one that's the one with the volcano flowers you guys fly above the, the camp colony filled with other stuffed animals oh, it's, the le- it's the colony of misfit toys Aww. yeah and then you guys fly above and suddenly find yourself in craven's camp right <gasps> above. when you come down i'm going to put you all down here you see a bunch of unicorns maimed some of them uh very close to death and some of them chain um, right here at the base of the base camp. The mm. young stuffed dragon comes in and is, says that it's going to stay over here. But you guys are shrouded right now, sort of very stealthily behind the, the base camp. You shouldn't be able to see anything other than the unicorns being chained and snared right That's now. Great. You can't see past the tents. You've got the, the blacked out spots. Okay. Great. Yeah. All right. What do you guys like to do? So, little swordman, I can scout around and not be seen. Can you teleport to the unicorns stealthily and free them? Uh, well, what I was suggesting, because you weren't listening, was I can scout around and not be seen. Uh, I can you astral project myself. And, you and, can astral project yourself. And, and look around the whole place. But I could ask, I could also go to the unicorns and free them. Well, no, you're right. Might be, a good, I- might be a good idea to know what could react should we do anything. Yeah, let's before you're right. Before we go about freeing unicorns, um, maybe scout out the other side of the camp and see if you can see what we don't see. Okay, you want to astrally project there for me, uh, magic? Yes. So let me click myself. All right, and then I'll click Agamotto's astral form. Okay, so tell me, walk me through what you see as magic astrally projects, and you guys are protecting Magic's body because she's unconscious. While her spirit floats, what direction would you like to go first? Would you like to go to the far side of camp, or would you like I'd, to go n- near? I'd the ho- camp? I would. I'd go hover over the the fire because uh, okay. that could like give me a, a view into all the tents, kind of maybe, and see what's behind the okay. tents and stuff. Magic as you move, can you make an intuition check for me, please. You can use, uh, or you can use your mystical senses. Uh, I will probably stick with magic senses because I can make them a lot mystical senses make it a lot okay. more powerful. So okay, sure. You gotta be kidding me. I rolled a no, seven. No, that's, that's all right. It's fine. You know we're gonna that, ignore that. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go with that. It's not gonna be super great, but you can tell that um, in this tent here is a very, very powerful magic user. 
tread okay. very, very lightly because she may be sensing you too. Right. Okay. So I kind of like started moving away from that tent to the left. Okay. And then over here, you sense Craven the Hunter. You can tell okay. not so much because of his mystical senses, but because his cologne's really bad. <laughs> I was going to suggest I could, I could smell like Russian food or his something. Must. Oh, right. okay. yeah, his must. Yeah. His must. <laughs> over here, um, you sense a human sort of merged with a demon. Okay. Um, Demoglobin. All right. Yeah. And then hiding somewhere, mm-hmm. though you can't really be sure, is um, oh over here, just because of the size, you can see that it's probably Rhino. Wait, and where? And this tent right here. Was at the top? Yeah, so this the tent to the left is Craven. The tent to the top yep. is Rhino. The tent to the right is some magician. Calypso, we're assuming. To, okay. Over to the top right yep. is somebody else. Okay, so what, 1 o'clock, Rhino. 3 o'clock, maybe Calypso. 11 o'clock, Craven. And then, like, 2 o'clock in the further distance is, um, we said Rhino, right? No. Uh, somebody else. Oh, goblin person. Okay, gotcha. Right, but then also by this adult unicorn that is chained up, there's another human that is invisible. Okay, all right. And you've got, and they've got all these uh, unicorns. Uh, The biggest one here is gouged from the the gouged like um, Tauntaun. Oh, oh no! Is it, is it dead or alive? So it's alive, but it's gutted like a tauntaun with its guts hanging out. God. Okay. And then um, this one over here, from what you can tell, is missing its horn. This one is oh. missing its hooves. Uh, this one is missing its teeth, and this one is missing its tail. I was having fun till a minute ago, David. Uh, yes. This is, so this so is we. The, this is the horror part of the game. So we can't just cut them loose and they'll run away to safety. They are no, you can't. Injured. No, you cut them loose. They're injured. They need to be rescued. They can be healed. They can, not, I can heal, but yeah, they can be healed. But it is not a. This is part of the game where it's oh, oh. And the most important thing is over here. This magic so powerful. You sense and see. Oh, oh, a black unicorn. Crap. Is it look healthy and alive, or is it also? It looks like a yeah. It looks like a. You remember like Dread Knight, uh, the Mar- the Iron Man villain Dread Knight. Uh, not really. Yeah. It flies a black Pegasus thing. Okay. It looks yeah. like it's a black horned Pegasus. But what yeah. I'm saying is, does it look okay, or is it also? It looks healthy. It looks okay. super healthy. Yeah. It's probably it grazing like, or something. Yeah, it's just it's having a good old time. It's just okay. free roaming. All right. So then I'll. So one thing I did not sense was this Ian McNee might dillweed might be but okay right. you so don't know I, where he is yet i go back to the camp go back to our group uh, okay. and i can either i can either you can have me role play telling them everything or i can yeah i would like you to role play telling them everything okay so, right, so i come back my body wakes up uh, you, you guys are like so like she took a nap and like did nothing else what is that about so uh little flagman little sword man here i i have gotten the lay of the land the the lo- the unicorn closest to us right here is is gravely injured. Gra- the uh, stomach's been cut open. We'll take a lot of healing spells. But I have also a sense where many of the evil filed foes that we shall face are. And I point to the tent at like around eleven o'clock, uh, and I explain that that is that there lies Craven the Hunter. Uh, then I point just to about straight noon. And I'm like, there is a black unicorn that we have been warning about against. We must be careful. And I point to about one o'clock, and 
I don't remember who that was. Calypso. That was Rhino. No, that was Rhino. No, no you're right. I point to one o'clock. By the way, I'm using the campfire as the middle of the clock, by the way. That's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, one o'clock. That is uh, probably uh, the rhino, the large uh, Russian rhino. And the three o'clock uh, tent is, I, I sense a female with a, a, incredible magic. I, I think it may be the Calypso person we suspected. Then, most dangerously, in the woods, around at, at pointing at two o'clock from the campfire, was in... Uh, was an incredibly powerful being. I, I believe it's one of the one of the goblin creatures we were going to face uh, that, that that attacked earlier. Do not know where the Ian McNee sniveling little Anakin person is. Okay, Ileana, how quickly and stealthily can you teleport these unicorns to a safe place? Uh that may take some time. I would have to teleport them one at a time, and they would have to go through limbo and to home. Uh, I, I may need to heal them before I can even teleport them. I'm not sure. Can you teleport them to this to the Sanctum Sanctorum? I can yes. certainly try. I can certainly try. Okay. Uh, He's calling Matt Mercer for us. I don't get the reference, but that's okay. Matt Mercer runs Critical Role, and his yeah. favorite thing he says, "Can certainly try." Okay. Yep. <laughs> I used to use that in Star Wars all the time when I role play. When I get jammed that one. <laughs> right. Yep. But, uh, anyway, the, these unicorns cannot make it back themselves so you would have to yeah teleport yeah. them all do i think i could knowing what i know about going through limbo and through the stepping discs do i think they could make it in their current states or would i have to heal them before i teleport them uh with the exception of the one that is gutted okay and the one who's missing their its horseshoes um yeah. you could i mean it's not missing its legs Close. it's just missing its yeah. oh god oh. yeah um you could you could get them, but they can be healed. They're magical creatures. Yeah. Um, uh, the the rest of them could make it, but I think they would be scared and alone. So you probably have to port back and forth. And if you were to fail mm-hmm. porting them back, right. they would be stuck in limbo uh, as a victim of whatever else is in limbo. Right. Right. Sim Sim would be eating them like like fr- uh, buffalo wings. Right. Right. Exactly. Sim. Okay. But. Magic, you do have an ability that might help you get them there easier. Um, let me look real quick. I mean, I do have a spell that will teleport things to limbo, but that's no, you have limbo. a you have another spell. Let me show you. I'm still going, but okay. What, what were you thinking? I'm thinking this one, Servants of Satanus, where you summon goblins. minor demons from low to a. Oh, I could summon them to help me do this. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize I could do... I thought they were more like just attack. I didn't realize I could use them like minions to go out and do my bidding. Okay. Yeah. Well, shoot, I'll have them come to the house and do my laundry and crap. All right. Yeah, they're simple, low-level creatures. They can only carry out simple commands. So, I mean, simple. Not one-word commands, but simple commands. They could do, like... They could do... Yeah, do my laundry. Is about as complex as they can do. Can they teleport to Limbo, or I... Or... You, they could help support the the unicorns as you, they teleport. Okay. So you would basically they could prop them up yep, gotcha. and send them through limbo because you have to go through limbo through limbo right. to Doctor Strange's okay. so they yeah. could sort of run the relay but you can only maintain two spells at a time so they can do that right? and you can do one other spell but if you try to do a third spell. Yeah I can do two um, I know that. I have to, and I have to make a yellow uh, something feet too right? Yeah yeah exactly yep. so okay. just be conscientious that that is a, I'm just trying to I don't want to tell you what to do but I'm trying to give you um, 
a visibility on, you could use them, command them to do mm-hmm. those things. You can um, summon up to like seven. Uh, I think it lists how many you can summon, but you can summon a bunch of them before you get into dangerous territory. Okay, Jack, can you make something go boom? Yes, Jack Probably can make something go. That. Yes, Jack can do that. Let me put that together for you, Jack. Give me a second. So, Jack, I yeah. gave you a bomb. So, uh, when you hit it, it is going to, you're going to hit the little explodey token action. Do not hit it yet. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, just, I see that it's there. Do not hit it yet. Because it, it, it will be very, you've accidentally made a very, very big <laughs> So just be very, very mindful when you use it. Because it will be very, very big. And it will very much hurt a lot of people. So just go very, very easy on it. When it goes off, um, you need to make sure that people are out of the way. At least your team is out of the way. Okay. All right? Just so you know, it will it will it will blow a lot of things up really big. So, Jack, you can cause a distraction, am I right? I've got Justin. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure you're good at some stealth, right? Eh. I know my. An agility check for him. He, he he can manage it. Okay. Can you get? A distraction on the far side of the camp so magic can do her thing. What? Which far side? Far side away from us. I want so, her. Like, perhaps perhaps uh, he could throw the bomb at the de- at the goblin, which is far away from us. Uh, which I was again, about to ask, do you want northeast or northwest? Um, I'm I was guessing thinking, you don't want me throwing it toward the black unicorn. Well, I don't want any unicorns hurt right now. Sure. Yeah. There uh, is a... So, one of the unicorns is pretty close to the, that wooded area where we think. So, okay. How big of a boom are we talking about? It's it's big. It will. It, it's big. It's big. It's big. You inject. <laughs> you inject made it big. It's big. I uh, you, you asked for a you asked for a big boom, so uh, it's gonna. Maybe um, maybe our flying dragon friend could take if you. He wants to make it less big. He has to make a reason feat and. Um, <laughs> That would not be good for anybody because if he mail- fails that, everyone will probably be incinerated. Ba- Badger I also Lund- don't want it to be less big. London right. Badger, not so smart. What if you rode the dragon to the north of the uh, encampment and blew up there? I don't like the way that the phrasing of that sounded like I blow up with. <laughs> well, no. Some, some sacrifices must be made. <laughs> okay. You raised the point that it is such a big bomb that we might want to keep it in reserve for an escape later. Um, do you have anything else that could cause a distraction? I like the bomb. I mean, I'm I'm not the one with spells that could be cast, but... I need to be... I, I have things to do. So, in fact, uh, David, if I start summoning my little creatures now, can I do that quietly and sort of start building a mass of creatures? Yes. Uh-oh, that um, doesn't sound good. The way he said that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how many do you want to summon? One, two, three, four, five. I would assume five. One for each unicorn, maybe? You can summon up to... S- well, how many unicorns? Are yeah, you want to do five? I mean, if, if again, I only want to do this if it's, I mean, it's going to be a big light show and attract attention, or maybe the, I know the magic, like, Calypso will sense it. It's not going to be a big it. light show, but, you know, they are five imps, so they are kind of impy, and they might cause trouble. Right, so I'll wait for the distraction, then. That's fine. You make the point about our dragon friend. Can we have him cause a distraction or have him drop the bomb for us? 
I wouldn't trust him to drop the bomb on you. I mean, he's a he's a giant stuffed animal who wants love and happiness. He's not going to want to drop the bomb. He might be willing to um, sweep in and cause a distraction for you, but you know, I don't want to do anything that'll cause him harm. But he could cause a distraction. How many of them fly versus how many of him fly? Just the goblin. Just the goblin. Right. I would like it if the dragon could sing, I dropped the bomb on you, baby, though, if that's allowed. <laughs> right. You, I mean, it, if you could teach it to him. <laughs> yeah, right. So. So are we agreed that, we'll, that we should use the dragon for a distraction rather <laughs> than the bomb and reserve the bomb for later shenanigans? Look, you're, again, you're the decision maker. I'm just a big gun. I would blow things up, but you, you do you, what you, you think is best. You asked for a big boom. Now you say you don't want a big Just, just I, say what we're doing. And I mean, right. you have military training. I'm asking for your opinion. Leaders do that. Okay. So I would say if, if the stuffed animal is going to create the distraction, it should probably be over toward west of the map, west of the campfire. Um so that he's not going directly toward where we think there's a flying goblin that was fiery bomb. Okay. Okay. That would be my suggestion in terms of where the distraction should happen. That would put him admittedly closer to Rhino, but last time I checked, Rhino can't fly, and that keeps our uniforms safe. And then once we get the uniforms, uniforms clear, then we use the bomb. Okay. So, the dragon is going to fly here. So the moment the dragon leaves the ground, I start generating the five fins. Okay. Great. Boom. We're going to generate five. We're going to get five servants of Satanish here. You have both figures for them, don't you? Yeah, they're, they're all here. <laughs> they're Pathfinder goblins. <laughs> I love Pathfinder goblins. Go for it. Make sure you keep your beasties in check. They will do their job. You do yours, little flagman. Um, I realize I don't have a job in this. What? Who doesn't? Black Knight? I don't. Black Knight, you can have a job in here if you want it. But so you do know the unicorns I, need to be job, What I would have made your job, Black Knight, is that why are you not flying the, the giant dragon? Absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> because, I mean, hobgoblins, or, or whom, whatever goblin it is. Even with the name hobgoblin, there's like five of them. So right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I am fly- so, I am flying the, the stuffed dragon. All right, so you're flying the stuffed dragon, and uh, as you are flying the stuffed dragon, you do hear the booster rockets of the hobgoblin. <laughs> he doesn't necessarily see you on it, but he definitely sees this giant dragon flying over over the forest. Okay, so while that's going on, I have now summoned my goblins. I tell them to... I give them, uh, however, instructions I would. I explain it one of to each. Like maybe I grab a goblin and point to the unicorn and go, "You go there. You go there. You go there. You go there." They don't help, They don't help walk, the unicorns. Right. They don't walk very fast, but they're trying to be as stealthy as possible. They only they don't take take commands easily, but they're right. going to go stealthily as hobgoblin goes after this thing. Uh, you can see that things are starting to get. What, what were we going to say? I was just going to say, I, I use all the force and power and strength of you know emotional will as the queen of Limbo and, and put the fear of Belasco in them to do my bidding. Right. But so you you feel like things are definitely on a precipice and a um, precipice of about about to break free. So, um, Magic, can you make a psyche roll for me, please? Sure thing. Okay. All right. So, Magic, you're able to maintain concentration. 
Hobgoblin, you definitely see, is flying after. I'll get you, you little puff stuffed thing. As he flies after <laughs> Puff the Magic Dragon. Um, and the, from there, you definitely see uh, these bad guys slowly start to come out of their um, respective abodes. Ah! No! Mysterio! Oh, no's. Oh, no's, Mysterio's. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right, so you see them coming through, and you can see that um, Mysterio's going to make an intuition check here for me. He's going to get a 64. He notices this goblin over here, and now it's Uh all time for initiative, but pals. One, two, three, four. And that's Mysterio. Five. So is Ian McNee Mysterio? Or? There was someone invisible. Oh, that's right. And you haven't seen Ian McNee at all. Right. All right, so should we uh, roll our initiative at this point or not? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, am I using my mystic senses for my initiative? Yeah, let's assume you are. Okay. Make your life easy. Thank you. Well, with the way I roll, not so much. Okay. So Rhino comes out. He sees... I can't believe Ryan, Rhino had the highest initiative. But he does. <laughs> so he's coming out. Uh, but he, he makes couldn't it. sleep. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, he just runs straight down towards where magic is. I think that that is all of his turn with his charge. Can he see um, her? He's just kind of running straight towards things because he's he's just like boom, 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 boom. like he's just charging out of his tent. He's not attacking anything. He's just moving closer towards. Him. We Russians can sense each other anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's got he's, he's <laughs> in Russian sense. Black unicorn skips their turn. Calypso comes out. She uses her mystic senses. That is her non-attack action. Uh, she is going to come over here, and she is going to blast this thing. My imp? Yeah, she's going to blast your imp. Only if she goes boom, 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 she for like five for five issues. Boom. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she, well, she's really pulling a Walt Simonson modeled off the top and far away. Yeah. <laughs> and then she shoots the imp, and the imp goes. Um, when these imps die, they don't actually die. They just go back to limbo. Right. And that imp is back to limbo, but that leaves this poor unicorn over here still trapped in the net. All right, mm. so magic, it's your turn. Um, wow. Okay, so I've got armor on already. Uh, with Rhino coming my way, I probably should be ready to dodge as well. But what I want to do is, I want to start freeing the unicorns and sending them. But so I can't. Can I create a teleport disc from where I am to one of the you unicorns? You actually have. You actually have something that's really nice called banishment. You oh. could probably try to banish them to another dimension. But that, didn't that send them to Limbo? Didn't we say if we trap them in Limbo, they're in danger? Right, right. But you're sending some of the limps to... You're sending okay. some of the imps to Limbo. Okay. It was like, if they go by themselves, they're in danger. But you're sending some of the imps to go to Limbo with them. Okay. So I, so, will, uh, I, will, I will cast uh, Velasco's Banishment Spell. And uh, now I, I assume I'm since I called the imps, is that considered an active spell as well? So I'm now at two spells, or was that just a I cast it and they're here now? You cast it and they're here until they dissipate. Okay. You don't so have to I, concentrate on them. Could I cast two Velasco's banishment spells? You can only cast one spell a turn. Alright, then I will cast one and I will try and uh, get the uh, the giant unicorn, the one that's gored, uh, out of here. Okay, and what level? Uh let's do um 
uh, um, amazing. Okay. Whoa. And in doing so, the, the banishment spell <laughs> takes it away. Woohoo! We're seeing limbo right now. That's amazing. Yeah, isn't that cool? It is. <laughs> Very nice. That is that is where I grew up. <laughs> that, is, that is where I grew up. I, you, that explains up. a lot. Hold on. Uh, I had a rough childhood. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that is your turn. Do you want to move at all? Then, uh, yeah, I'm going to move. I'm going to all last away yeah. from Rhino. <laughs> I'll start running. You know, I'll start running northeast towards the unicorn and Calypso. Okay, great. You go toward the east towards Calypso right here. Yeah. Can I, should I just move my toe? Oh, you moved it for me. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Great. Awesome. Boom, 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 boom. So as you're right, you you slip, dodge right under, like basically the way I think about it is when it's coming to you, you're like banished to the mm-hmm. uniform as you like dodge under him and you race towards Calypso. Great. Perfect. And your turn. Union Jack, it's your turn. Okay. Um, I like where I am right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um can I, how far can I move? Uh, you can re- you can really only move three areas, but we're we're gonna we'll cheat it a little bit and let you move up to the next. We'll let you move up to here, and say so you can sort of you're ang- you're able enough to sort of move to where that unicorn is okay. if uh, you want. Yeah, I, I think that's sort of the direction I want to. Okay. Uh, so do we call attention to ourselves right now? Like, should we be attacking, or should we just let them be confused for a minute? Let it be they're, for a minute. They're a little d- disoriented. I mean, because they're like, kind of like, what the hell is happening? We saw Dragon. We know we're kind of under attack. We, we, we're, we're prepared, but we see goblins and people are taking our unicorn. Somebody just disappeared our unicorn. Uh, what is happening here? So, can I do anything to, like, hide? Right. You could, you can take, you've taken agility feet to hide, or you, if okay. you don't want to hide, you could shoot Calypso. I would yeah, say I'm, go- I'm gonna go with hide on that one. Um, <laughs> you could also hear um, the knife. You could also free this poor unicorn that is trapped in a net. That would be very good. You're basically yeah, a rogue fact, here. <laughs> yeah, I-, I am going to quietly cut the unicorn free. Okay, the unicorn is cut free. They're not really able to take a lot of great strides and healing themselves but I mean but you know they're free they can they're not gonna run around but kids are still injured but you freed them from the net that's a huge help what was wrong with this one uh it's teeth are missing okay good then it can move all right I have a plan it can get up and walk yeah but it's still in a lot of pain like it's you sure, know like, sure. and I assume yeah. you're getting that bomb closer oh no I'm sorry this one is, this one's missing its tail Okay. Oh. All right. Yeah, he he still has the bomb. It's okay. Mysterio's turn. No, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> I'm gonna spin a Benny. It's not his turn. <laughs> Mysterio just makes multiples of himself everywhere. Uh, Great, awesome. All right, that's his I turn. Saw this, I saw the Spider-Man turn. movie. I know how this works. Right, Black Knight's your turn. <laughs> You got um, Hobgoblin on your tail. You want to try to joust uh, Hobgoblin while he's in the air? Absolutely. I am going to joust Hobgoblin. All right, okay, little guy. Can you make a fighting roll for me, please? I need you to be brave for me. All right. Make a fighting <laughs> roll for you as you're on the stuffed flying dragon. As one does. As one does. Formerly blind stuffed dragon, I might add. I'm um, so glad we healed this guy. All right. <laughs> Um, okay. I'm going to use. Hold on. Ten karma. 
Okay. All right. So 10 karma. Oh, got, great. 61. So uh, you hit, uh, because he doesn't really have anything other than like a little razor bat and pumpkin bomb, definitely does a little bit of damage to Hobgoblin because he's like, what am I going to offend you with? Like, and he's charging you pumpkin bomb. And he's like, oh, that was a bad And it blows up in his hand. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's his turn. Raven, however, sees that you're flying in the air and takes the spear and chucks it at you. Can you roll an agility mm-hmm. for me, please? Absolutely. No, tear the stuffing out of your little beast. Yeah, the spear comes flying towards you. All right, well... Still He's riding a dragon. Does he get a bonus from the dragon having its own agility? Oh, uh, yeah. The, you, yeah, he gets a small bonus. The thing hits into one of its stitches, but it only takes three points of damage. But the stuffed little dragon definitely has, like, a, one of its strings frayed loose. Now it's Hobgoblin's turn, and he doesn't like that at all. So he's going to roll, and he's going to try to take you down with a deluxe disintegrator pumpkin bomb. Deluxe? Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, oh, I but can... as he th- tries to throw it, he's still disoriented from the still disoriented from one of them blowing up in his hand that he takes 40 points of damage to his hand. <laughs> wow. I like this Hobgoblin. He's yes. not very good. We got one of, the, one of the crappy ones. Right. <laughs> it, 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 it's Ned. I was <laughs> thinking <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah, it's, so Rhino comes in and it's his turn. He's not doing super happy with seeing all these things happening, but he's going to attack Magic with a big old punch. So, oh, Magic, okay. would you like to do uh, do me the favor of either dodging or parrying? Uh, I, since he's not Magic, I will be dodging. Thank you very much. Uh, I will roll the dodge. Um, okay, and let's see. The dice rolls continue this today, folks. Uh, I got a six out ooh. of a one hundred. Okay. How, oh, you are so lucky. You've got that armor up. Because you just took only a mere 25 points of damage. So how, what did I put my armor at? It's at 50 right now, right? It's, yeah, it's amazing. He does 75 points of damage with a punch. Holy moly. Okay. So 80 minus 25 is what? Uh, 55? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. But And and can you roll your endurance for me, please? I'd rather not. Knowing, knowing my luck. <laughs> I need to see if you're stunned or slammed. Let's see if I can beat a six, folks. Uh, survey says... Yeah, seventy-one. There it is okay, in the you're yellow. You just slammed into the. You just slammed one area back into the tree, <laughs> and now, you hear if, the clanky clank clank of your armor as it smashes into the trunk. But that was not a good sign. The black unicorn skips its turn. Calypso's turn to cast magic. Uh, it is going to cast a spell at Union Jack. Union Jack, could you please make a let's say a psyche roll for me, please? Let me know what you get. Sure, I'm going to spend some... Uh, she is a bad girl. Okay, tell me what you get. There we go. Not great. All right, Crimson Bands of Sideron. Now try to move your token if you can. Ah. Uh, oh, nope. wow. <laughs> Locked in place. Yep. Oh, crimson no. Bands. All right, so you are literally Crimson Bands of Sideron. All right. C- so Sideron is Juggernaut's uh, yeah. demon. Token uh, demon, right? Right, but it's also... Um, also, the Doctor Strange binding spell. Right. So oh, okay. So, but uh, Magic has a counter spell she can use on her turn to try to free you. She can, awesome. but she's not. She's not going to do that though. All right. So, Magic, it's your turn. Uh, Magic will 
can I move, or have I been slammed so bad that I'm? Yeah, you've been up? slammed. You can move. You okay. So I'm gonna move um, closer. I'm gonna move in between Calypso and Union Jack. Okay. I'm gonna yell to that unicorn right there and say, "Run to your unicorn friends." Okay. And then I am gonna cat. I'm gonna do the limbo thing, uh, the spell, uh, and if I can, you, you tell me if I can do yeah, this yeah. or not. I would like to cast the limbo spell to the one on the far left, and I'm gonna okay. try and send the goblin, the unicorn, and the real Mysterio to limbo. Okay. But yeah, it's great. Perfect. Woohoo! All right. So, so it is that's in- two, two of the two of the unicorns have been freed. Right. Oh, and then with Mysterio gone, all the other Mysterios disappear. I was kind of counting on that. <laughs> Stim, I sent you a snack. Please eat right. Mysterio. <laughs> okay. So just make sure that you please do not eat those unicorns. <laughs> all right. right. <laughs> Union Jack, it's your turn. You can make a psyche roll to break free. That sounds like a good end. I will once again spin. Okay. Good lord. God damn! Oh, oh no! Oh no! You're trapped. <laughs> that your turn is over. Black Knight, it's your turn. Wait, hold on. This is a role-playing podcast. We have to acknowledge that he just rolled a critical failure, a one out of a hundred. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> that is a, this is a this is a role-playing podcast. Union Jack is not doing. I mean, for a guy. Okay. To be fair, for a guy who just has a gun and a knife, he's doing great. <laughs> like, I am globally <laughs> underpowered compared to the rest of. I think the London Badger has acquitted himself quite well today. I well, awesome. I think he, I think he's doing really great. A, he's the strongest member on the team. Really, he's the only super soldier on the team. Go punch some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> only super soldier on the team. He's really good at the punching and the stuff. He's Let's... just, but right now he's frozen solid. And previously he was a Badger. Oh, I love the card you're using for Union Jack. By the way, I had that. Oh, card. thank you. Um, okay, so all right, dragon friend. I think we're going to need to go free your badger friend. Um, I need you to get me fly down and swoop down as close as possible to him, and we're going to try to see if we can cut those bonds. All right. So the, wait, you're going to? Oh, it's a black knight. What is black knight going to do? He's going to try to cut the bonds of Union swoop, Jack. Swoop down and cut down and cut the crimson bonds. Oh, okay, we have any blade? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so with that, you are able to free Union Jack. Crimson Bands of Ciderock are dissipated, and that is his turn. Craven the Hunter, however, has different idea, and he throws yeah. his spear again at, uh, let's call him Puff. Aw. Good um, Puffy. I can try to deflect that spear with my Ebony Blade, right? Right, you can. Go for it. Um, I need to do a fighting for that one? Yes, please. Okay. In a moment. And because he's such a good dragon friend, I will again use 10 karma. All right, 20... Oh, but it looks like you failed. And that poor stuffed dragon, as the, the another spear goes through, oh. ripping out his... the Ripping down the... Straight down the seam as fluff starts to come out of his chest. Oh, puff, it's no! It's a fluffy flesh wound. But like a fluff, stitch, it's like a stitching wound. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's it, it will require stitches, yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, that is Craven's turn. Hobgoblin then comes in. He's seeing what's happening, and he's not happy. You fools, you have no idea what you've wrought. <laughs> cackles and cackles some more. Throws uh, some, uh, a flurry of razor bats directly at uh, magic. 
uh, probably not knowing that they will hit. He does not hit with any of them. Fling, 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 fling. They completely miss. Now it is Boondos, Hopgoblin, Rhino's turn. Rhino comes in. He tries to grab um, Magic. Magic, can you make a strength roll for me, please? Sure thing. Ooh, not good. Only a good. Um, yeah. You don't get I more don't, powerful. I, I don't spend karma when I'm trying to save myself. So uh, 34, I just missed by like uh, 12 points. Yeah. So Rhino grabs you and smashes you into the ground. <gasps> Ouch. So, and that really, really hurts. I bet it does. <laughs> Whoa. Can you take, uh, can you roll, um, can you roll endurance for me, please? Sure. Folks, I'm down to five hit points. Uh, endurance. Here we go. Uh, there it is. Got a yellow. All right. So you are not stunned, but you are really hurting. The yep. black unicorn does nothing. Calypso's turn. Calypso turns to uh, turns to the stuffed dragon. She knows that if she takes the stuffed dragon down, that um, things will be very, very different. <clears throat> the stuffed dragon uh, takes 40 points of health. It's really hurting as it uh, an energy blast comes in and takes it. Magic, it's your turn. Yeah, 10 point. Uh, yeah, it's your turn, Magic. Okay, so she's 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 horribly wounded. She's you know her her armor's probably all tarnished at this point. She's balancing on her sword, and yet she refuses to heal herself. She is here for the mission to save the unicorn. So she casts another uh, the Belasco's banishment spell at the uh, like one o'clock area on the map to free the two unicorns and the goblin and send them to okay. the boat. May I make a suggestion as your GM? Yeah. Uh, you you could also try it on Rhino. True. But she's mission focused. Okay. Okay. Go for she, it. She knows the unicorns have to be free. They do. So right. I, uh, I, you know, I haven't been spending karma to save myself. So I've been taking the hits. That's 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 what she's doing here. Now, when okay. she gets a chance, she'll she'll fight back. But uh, Velasco's banishment spell. There you go. But I'm gonna get gored. I know. Uh, that's right. Yeah, her focus is if she can get the unicorns out of here safely, then hopefully the the bad guys won't be able to do whatever they're gonna do, which is gonna endanger the world. Right. So Union Jack, you've just watched as Magic has, has very nobly like put herself in the line of fire. Um, she should get karma for that, right? Well, he will get karma at the end, but he is he's taking a hit, taking a hit, taking a hit. Magic can barely, I mean, Magic's barely standing, but um, but she is your healer. She is your powerhouse. Uh, what are you going to do to uh, help her, if at all? As Black Knight and his dragon are fluffing all down the uh, down from the sky, fluffing down. <laughs> so, Not like that. <laughs> I wasn't going there. I just meant because of the stuff. You're horrible. <laughs> um, I'm fluffing filthy. I get it. Go off. Go so, French. I I feel like I'm probably weird as it's gonna sound. More likely to to do some damage with Rhino than with right. Um, and so I am going to use my wrestling ability to try and apply a submission hole on Rhino. Okay, go for it. Tell me what ooh, you got. Ooh, 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 Can you steer him towards Calypso? Um, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna try and do that Spider-Man thing where he, like, jumps on Rhino's back with a choke hold and tries to point towards something. Yes. Do it. Okay. And I'm gonna spend... Spend all the karma. <laughs> 
all the karma. You spend fifteen in the world. karma on that. Okay. All right. Wow. Got a yellow. Hooray! Yeah, by one. So you're able to uh, move these two this way, and uh, Rhino is going to because he's kind of disoriented and blinded. He's going to accidentally make an attack roll, and he <laughs> knocks Calypso back through into the tent. Nice. Huzzah! Good job, Jack. And then you're going to leap off because um, yes, because that's a dangerous that. place to be. Right, yep. I'm, you're gonna you're gonna leap off. Boom! You're gonna I'm gonna push you over. One, two, three. You you leap off over here. Great. That is your turn. All right, Black Knight. And uh, Cal- uh, I'm sorry. Real quick. Uh, uh Magic says, uh, "Spasibo, London Badger." Oh, I thought <laughs> she was gonna say, "Deho," because no. She was she was saying thank you in Russian to the the oh. Londoner Badger. Oh, nice. Cheers. Okay. Um. I am going to get over to Magic, right. pull her up onto the dragon, jump okay. off myself, and tell the dragon to get her clear. Okay. So you're going to jump off. Boom. You put yep. Magic on here. Boom. And then the dragon, because he loves you, is going to move you guys up. Hey, here. Great. All right. Black Knight, you're now on the ground. That was your turn. Craven's turn. Craven is going to uh, use his lightning speed, come over here. He's going to pull out. Um, he's going to get really close to you. Perfect. Can you make an endurance roll for me, Black Knight? Absolutely. As his vest shoot out a sleeping gown. <gasps> no! <laughs> I forgot that the little lion face could sometimes do stuff. Uh, yeah, I know, right? So uh, maybe roll an endurance beat. Tell me what you get. You can spend karma if you want. I mean... Oh, do I have got karma left? Hold on. I'm going to do... Yeah, you got 12 10. karma left. Okay, I'm going to say 5 karma. Oh, man. Black oh. Knight. You roll like me. Uh. Poor Black Knight. You were passed out for one turn. Oh, <gasps> oh no. No. Our leader. Who dares defy Craven the Hunter? Ruler. <laughs> Ultimate Hunter and Master. All right. Hobgoblin's turn comes in, and he's going to drop some bombs on Union Jack. Union Jack, you, you can roll the dodge if you would like to. Um... Can I catch them and throw them back? Yes, if you catch them, if you catch them with a yellow roll, you can throw them back. Okay, I'm gonna try for it. Yellow agility roll, or you can deflect okay. them into to Calypso and Rhino. Yeah, well, that would be a red. So if you yellow would be catch them and throw them back, red would be catch I'm, them. I'm just gonna go for catch and throw back. Okay. Ugh. Oh no, that's a uh, nope. That's green. You caught it, or you dodged it. Let's just say you do- you dodged it. But, okay. But you dodge it. Boom. It does no damage. All right. Rhino's turn. Rhino is not happy, though. He, however, is dis. I mean, he. Calypso's disoriented. She loses her turn. But Rhino's not happy. He's going to roll to strike and pummel you. Um, these bad guys are really coordinated. Uh, can you. Uh, well, you used your dodge earlier, so you're going to take. Um, oof. He got some armor, doesn't he? He does. Dude. You're going to need that. Yeah. Welcome to the Ouchie Club. <laughs> yeah, you take a you take a big ouchie as Rhino punches you really hard and you take Ooh. 65 points of damage. You're, you're going to need a band-aid. Yeah, and you can hear your ribs crack within your body. Oh. This uh, magic, I will say that this unicorn uh, and this uh, uh, this adolescent unicorn and this imp do make it back successfully too. Um, oh, they went back. Oh, they some. We just made that happen now. Okay. Yeah, we just made. It, we're just going to say that it happened because. Sure. It, 
as you were flying, as the dragon was doing it, I didn't want you to use your turn doing that. So. Okay. Um, Black Unicorn holds its turn. In that case, it's time for the boom. Calypso <laughs> misses its turn. Magic, it's your turn. Okay. Um, so who's the biggest threat right now? Uh, Calypso or <laughs> Rhino seems like the biggest threat. Hobgoblin's got air okay. advantage that the yeah. other ones don't have. All right, then I'm going to cast uh, Crimson Bands of Ciderac at the Hobgoblin and okay. hope to bind him in these uh, grappling things. Okay, go for it. I don't know if that works. Yep. Did it work? And he's, he's, yeah, let's see. Let's see if we try to move him. Object is locked, unable to move it. Uh, he is frozen, and Woo-hoo. his glider comes crashing down. Boom. <laughs> and he takes, uh, ooh. This guy comes clashing down, and he is unconscious for one turn. Nice. Nice. All right. Union Jacket is your turn. Uh, you've got <laughs> Rhino. You've got Calypso lost her turn, but she will be ready in a minute. So you've got Black Knight is unconscious, but Craven just took him out. You've got, uh, yeah, you've got some trouble here. You've got trouble. Let's start the, yeah, did the music man. you got trouble, my friend, right here in River City, <laughs> right here in Newport. Got trouble, my friend, right in Unicorn City. Right here. Right here. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't the only one thinking it. I, well, if you yeah. if you podcast with David, there's going to be singing at some point. Right. Some, <laughs> well, at least it's not Misfits of Science. Why, why is that a bad You imply that's a bad thing. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, so Union Jacket is your turn. Hey, um, I up uh, a little bit of distance from Rhino. Okay. And I am going to fire my pistol at at Rhino or Calypso? At Calypso. That's good, because she doesn't have armor. Go for it. Right, right. That was my thinking. <laughs> I'd oh. say that probably hit. Wow. No, did it hit? Uh, <laughs> that's like a call shot. It, it, no, well, it's shooting, so it's a gun. Uh, that's a, actually a kill shot. And uh, it just, you, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I, I was backseat jamming. Shut, uh, I'm shutting up. Go ahead. Well, it's a kill shot, so it's 98. She has to make an endurance roll. Mm-hmm. And she is unconscious as the shot grazes her forehead. Here we go. Awesome. She's out. But she and doesn't appear to be bleeding out or anything like that. I mean, it grazed her forehead. She's, I mean, it's hard to tell because she's got so much hair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she's she's unconscious. She's okay. She, she doesn't look dead, but, but he shot her so well. Right. That uh, that she's she's not getting up for a bit because he's the Union Jack man. He's badass. Yeah, he's Union Jack man. Bana dana. <laughs> right, Union Jack man. Okay, so it's Black Knight. You are uh, unconscious. You that you're unconscious. Craven the Hunter, uh, seeing that he has Union Jack left, speeds up to here, and uh, mm-hmm. He's going to use his uh, bola to attack you, trapping you if he succeeds. All right, he misses with his bola. It is now oh. Hobgoblin. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just surprised by that. <laughs> what, that he was going to throw a bola and miss? Yeah. Well, you know, like he did. You know, he's not. This has a better luck today. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, or alternatively, we can just say you sidestepped it as he, as he threw it. You know what I mean? Like sure. sure. Um, Hobgoblin um, is really desperate. He uses one of his hand lasers to target you. I thought he was stunned this round. Oh, yeah, he's stunned this round. Thank you so much. He doesn't do it. Uh, Rhino uh, tries to attack you. 
man, Union Jack, okay. you are in all sorts of people's way today. Right. Um, uh, so I guess I'm sidestep Rhino. No problem. You were you were holding people off pretty successfully for somebody who doesn't, who only has a gun and a knife. Calypso's unconscious. <laughs> Magic. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like doing all kinds of like handsprings and. Yeah, man. Like, remember, British <laughs> super soldier. All right, right, it is your turn, uh, Magic. Okay, I am going to uh, use Malox Menagerie and try and turn the Rhino into a small little creature. Okay, please do. All right, so make something um, cute. I will endeavor to do that. Uh, I am <laughs> Malox Menagerie. I'm still just struggling with how I'm feeling here. It works. <laughs> you turned him into a giant frog. Oh, he's giant? Ah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ribbit, 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 ribbit. This guy so... used to hang out with Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't give him a hammer, whatever you do. Okay, so he's a, he's a frog. That's great. All right. As, uh, as he's moving down, he's singing, Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Yeah, right. Hello, my ragtime down. Okay, Black Knight is awake now a Londoner badger you have a friend now badger and frog okay um, oh, well done shag thank you so actually it was magic I I am going to you punch Union Jack I mean you punch Craven um I am going to um use my Aikido okay go for it um and Try to uh, do some sort of throw on uh, Craven. Okay, go for it. Okay. Roll for it. Tell me what you get. Boom! Craven is nice. knocked to the ground. Uh, he's knocked Six. to the ground. He's not. He's not unconscious. He's just knocked to the ground. Sure, sure. So he's prone. All right, Black Knight, you are up. Okay. Um, you see a gigantic frog coming <laughs> toward you. <laughs> Dane, the frog is Rhino. <laughs> In case so you missed I, that. So so I shouldn't try to ride it. Okay. <laughs> um let's see. Um Craven's down, Calypso's down, Hobgoblin is on the ground. Yes. Okay. Um, but he is are all the unicorns safe? All but black unicorn, which you don't know anything about yet. Well, we were told that the black unicorn's very bad, so that's why I'm not rescuing the black unicorn. Right. Um in that case, Jack, I think it's time for our evac plan. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, okay, where would you like the, the boom? I love that you're having this conversation while the frog is barreling down on you. <laughs> um, I would have... It, toss it ahead. in the tent to your left and let's roll. Hey. <laughs> okay. You good with this magic? <laughs> Make with the boom. Okay. Okay, um... So you just highlight your token and you hit the boom. Oh god, we're all okay. gonna die. We're all gonna die. We're we supposed to get out of here. Holy shit! Oh my god. I didn't know he fucking man. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Puff the Magic Dragon, I think, just became toast. <laughs> I think we all became toast. How did he make something that big? You, I was you about wanted a big boom. <laughs> You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. We could have waited till I scooped wait until I scooped everyone up on the dragon, but now we're all dead. That's okay. We saved the world. No, no, you're not all dead. David, thank you so much for coming on the show. 
at the last minute, uh, you know, Puff swoops up everybody. I thought you guys would he appreciate it. I told you the boom was big. <laughs> that was <just> amazing. <laughs> I don't know how far you guys were zoomed in, but I was in kind of tight, so it filled the entire screen. Yep. That was unbelievable. Yeah, so you yeah. Guys, you guys pull a very, uh, you guys pull a uh, um, very last minute, um, fly through the sky, through the air, and you, yeah, shit's blown up. But uh, yet, you still don't know what is going on with Ian McGee. But right, Ian we never McGee. saw Ian. So like, the audience just sees this huge fireball and thinks, "Oh shit, they're dead!" And all of a sudden, like, at the last minute, like dr- dramatic music swells and we come flying out of the fireball. Right, this is the, very yes, yes, exactly. It's very cinematic as you guys fly through the air. The dragon's smoldering, you know, fluff is falling out of it. We're all hanging on for dear life. Magic's casting healing as quickly as possible. Right, exactly. You guys do arrive at a small island. Over here in the far distance, you guys find a little strange headquarters, like a little bunker encampment, and you uh, think about exploring it. Well, I, during the ride, can we say I healed everyone? Yes, everybody's healed. And a little stairwell. You guys all see the... We see stairwells. We see like a skeleton, a little water pool. Right. Yeah. So there's a little ruins in here. And you think, well, you know, it's worth investigating while you're here. Yeah. Magic points out, we still have not found Ian McNee. We must stop stop him with with the Darkhold or whatever book he possesses. We cannot (laughs) let uh, Shuma Garoth come through. Right. As you step in, can somebody make an intuition roll for me, please? I'll do it with my magic senses. All right. Do it with your magic senses. All right, you can tell that this is definitely like a cool, it's not a fun, um, certainly not a fun area, definitely not an area you want to stay too long in, because as you go a little bit into it, there's a little trap that goes off. Oh. And then, and then you see a little another trap here. So did we, do the, did we avoid these traps? Is that what's happening? Yeah, you okay. avoided, completely avoided these traps, but you're like, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm, I'm telling the guys, this 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 temple is seeped in dark magic. Right. It's seeped in dark magic, and you don't like it. It's not fun as, oh, as the tile floor underneath gets wet. Goodness gracious. I feel like I've been uh, Dungeons & Dragons traps module. Okay, so you guys, uh, yes, but no. <laughs> but uh, you guys have the opportunity. You see a little stairwell, a little entrance to a door over here. Okay. Okay. We should go that way. We should uh, go that way. Yeah. You, you know. You know. You joke, but this is very similar to. And Dane's like, this is very similar to a Dungeons and Dragons game I used to play in college. Dane says that. <laughs> yes. Dane says that. Dane says that because Dane used to play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. You guys go north. Feel free to Dane, go north. Dane's such a nerd. He is. Right. What a what a key. Yeah. You guys go north. Feel Magic's up there. Go. Come on, yeah. boys. <laughs> And you go towards the you go towards the left. Go to the light. Yeah. Right now it feels creepy as everything feels ominous, but not too bad. These are just seem to be abandoned mines that that nobody seems to really be paying attention to. I mean, abandoned like an old abandoned hideout that people don't really pay attention to. It's largely fallen into disrepair. Okay. There's doors over here that you guys um, can go through. Why don't I look through the door? to see what's okay. on the other side. So I'll use astral projection. I don't know if you want to waste time with that or not, but I'll do astral projection to see what's okay. on the other side of the door. All right, so hold on. Let me give everyone night vision. 
Okay. I didn't do that before. Oh, cool. Coffins. Oh. <laughs> I, I've got experience with this. Right. So, in here you see the coffins. As upon closer inspection, Union Jack, you can see that the the carvings in here are what helped seep um, the supernatural evil into the earth. Yeah. The this, this looks like this looks like it's where the corruption's coming from. Right. What would you like to do with these? Um. What What time of day is it? Well, it's hard to tell because you're in a weird rainbow candy-colored unicorn island planet. <laughs> ah, right. So, All right, I guess... There's three coffins, three of us. I guess three. I opened the coffin nearest to me. Yeah, yeah, three of us have blades that can harm mystical people, so... Yeah. One, yep, two, three? Yep. Wait, yep. Are, we doing, are we doing on three? On three. three. On three. On three. One. One, two, two three. <laughs> Flip the lids and stabby, stabby, stab. <laughs> you flip the ribs and stabby, stabby, stab. And nothing's in there. It seems to be oh, a-okay for the most part. You, you're you not really having a hard time with that aspect of it. But if you can make an agility roll for me, please, Union Jack and Black Knight and Magic. Okay. Starting with you, Union Jack. There you go. All right, Union Jack. That's 70, so you didn't get the big spikes. One of you misses the spikes. Spikes are not a big deal. You're like, oh, these are not really coffins. These are booby trap coffins. One of you misses the spikes completely. Uh, One of them isn't spikes at all, but one of them is a big, giant, chomping mouth. Oh, Ah. no. Oh, Oh, no. And the other one is slithery shimagorath tentacle. Oh, no. Glad I got a 70. Yeah. But you guys kind of hurriedly come down this hallway. Mouth. Shimagorath tentacle spikes. Get, you guys get a to sense all that the, he's underneath us. Or these are right. portals. Yes. These are all like basically like false floors to Shimagorath being underneath. Like somebody put a big building on top of Shimagorath. <laughs> so we dodge in various ways. So as you guys come in to a new empty hallway, you see a bunch of assorted barrels and unno- with unknown markings. All right. Make like Link. Clink, clink, clink. Yeah. Make an intuition roll for me, please. Uh, oh, those are mimics. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, big mimic and small mimic. You guys can try to Don't fight like this them. Don't like this at all. You guys can try to fight them, or you guys can kind of try to run past. Let's run past. All right, run. can you guys make agility rolls for me, all three of you? Yep. Okay. Can't just keep my 70 from before? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll take my uh, 12 instead. Shag, I mean, Shag, you feel a tug as magic. Oh, wait, you're wearing really good armor, right? I am wearing 15 armor, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's no problem for you. It doesn't, it's acid tongue doesn't do anything to you. Okay, woo! Yeah, you're like, what up? I'm, I got ass, I've got armor, and your ass tongue don't do jack. Right. You guys in the background hear chanting coming from nearby. Um, um, we, we hear what right coming from nearby? Chanting. Chanting? Chanting. Oh, noes. Um, no good ever comes from chanting. So, uh, from right around this area, what would you like to do? Magic, you want to astral project over there and see what's going on? Yep, that's what I was working on. Yep. Okay, astral projection. This is what you see, Magic. Do you see it here? I see a room, yes, and I'm assuming that is Ian. I'm zoomed out pretty far so I could see everything. Yeah, and then uh, so yeah. here, it's this Tome of Modius. That's what you see. Him chanting, trying to uh, break open the stonework to release Shumagora. 
Gotcha. All right, I bring my astral self back, and I explain to them. Hey, do, did I recognize Ian, or I just know something? Oh yeah, you dude. totally recognize the little squeamish Ian McGee. Okay. That the squeamish Ian McGee like is that. in the room near nearby with the Tome of Mobus, trying to open the door to Shuagarth. We will stop him. The way I can describe him best is if you read Titans, he's the Danny Chase of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> <laughs> That's effective. Yeah. That paints a picture for sure. Okay. Yes. So let's go kill cousin. Let's go kill cousin Oliver. We're the right <laughs> audience for that comment. Right. I figured you would be. I figured you would be. So, boom. All right. So you guys uh, come in as he's chanting. He is totally oblivious. You totally make your way down and into. I'm assuming over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is that's to- good. completely yeah. oblivious to anything. What's our that's full happening. plan? Right. You want to just put him in limbo? Uh, I'm a little nervous about that. Um, I could shoot him in the head. I, I, you know what? Why don't I teleport the book away? Yeah. You know what? And then, we, and then we just pummel him. Send it to Stephen Strange. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. Send the book good, to Stephen good Strange. Good th- Good thinking, uh, London Badger. All right. Send the book <laughs> to Stephen Strange, or send the uh, the book the kid out. Because isn't he okay. isn't he using the book? Isn't that what he was doing? Yes, yeah, so he's using the book. Yeah. So send, send the, book, the to... book to Stephen Strange, and we just yep. pummel the dude and leave him here in Unicorn Island. Yeah, that's great. With Shimagorath underneath, ready to eat him, or something. Okay, yeah. Or we could, or we could take him hostage and take him back to Earth. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So uh, as you guys come in, you see the nefarious Ian McKee. <laughs> you fool, Shimagorath will absolutely destroy you. He will have you for lunch, quite literally. They'll show Doctor Strange what it's like to snub me. It's like the syndrome. That's what it is. He's like, oh, he's awful. Anyway. Let's roll for initiative. <laughs> okay. Hey, use my mystic senses. Yeah, go for it. I I suck, so you know. All right. And magic, and we need Black Knight. Eleven point two. Eleven point two. All right. So there we go, and we're going to just sort this initiative order, and it's Ian McKee that goes first. Look at that. Oh, you think you can stop me? You think you're so powerful, don't you? Well, I'm going to show you. I'm going to summon my own demons. <laughs> He's going to summon two. <laughs> like that. There you go. He's going to summon red ones, though. Boom. <laughs> All right. And that is his turn. It's Black Knight, it's your turn. Um, I'm going to run for the book. Okay. The book is right here. Okay. Run for the book. What are you going to do with it? Slash it? Grab it? Grab it. Okay. Strength roll, please. Okay. You're just kind of smashing and grabbing. You're kind of like, oh, you can also say it. You kind of try to grab it, but um, because you're distracted by it, you actually kind of hit on one of the chairs as you try to do a football roll. So, okay. all right, that's, that's your turn. Um, Magic, it's your turn. Can I do the teleportation disc on the book and send it to Steven? Yes. Okay. Roll really crap. It's fine. It, I mean, we'll make it to Steven immediately. Who knows? You fools! What are you doing? You have no idea what you have wrought. Okay, you need to end up on a bookshelf at a bar. Yeah, Um, one day it's going to end up on a bookshelf at a Barnes and Noble for a week. Then it gets to Stephen. We we started Um, the next big crossover. Oh, it would be great if uh, somebody like put it in book returns and ripped the cover off. You know, like they do. All right. So Um, uh, I am going to uh, the the imp that is closest to me um, is getting stabbed in the face with my silver knife. Okay. Nice. Oh yeah. He. Oh no. That's. A, oh no. That's green. He is. Yeah. Or dissipate, dissipated. All right. That one's done. 
All right, now it's Ian's turn. He is not happy. Uh, can you roll for agility for me? Union Jack, please. Tell me what you get, please. Uh, 77. Ooh, yellow, man. All right. Well, he fires, and you're, uh, and you're lucky that it missed because it would have done 80 points of damage. Oh, holy moly. It did not do 80 points of damage. Um, but it missed. So, but it takes a big crater out of the wall. You fools! Stop it! You're unleashing just sheer unbridled chaos into this world. I am trying to bring ordered chaos to it. <laughs> I just needed the Sinister Six to help me create a distraction. And the Black Unicorn was. Uh, the Black Unicorn. His eyes get even wider. What happened to my Black Unicorn? Black Knight, it's your turn. Um, yeah, about that. <laughs> we didn't order any chaos. Right. So Ian McGee's eyes get wider and redder and blacker as he thinks about what happened to his precious black unicorn. And he's like, oh, my God. A very, uh, there was a very big boom. <laughs> Not saying that we did that, but uh, but it went explodey. Oh, what? <gasps> oh, he's getting even madder. Black Knight, what is, what is, what's your move? Um, why don't you go, why don't you just go ahead and come with us? No, okay, you're gonna talk to him. Okay, that that's not him. okay. He's not he's not having that, and his little imp thing is definitely like, no comes in between you and Ian McKay. <laughs> All right, magic, it's your turn. It is soul sword time. Okay, soul sword, soul sword, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna spend uh thirty karma right now. Okay, great to hit him. And okay. with hopefully the monstrous magical damage. And thank goodness I did, because of course I rolled a four. Big so it's technically, big I didn't even get a green. Uh, but yeah. as the GM, it's the climax. I spent 30 points. It's totally your call. Bully, bully, bullying the GM. <laughs> <laughs> it is the climax. We are coming here. You're bullying the GM. You got you spent 30 karma. Yeah, but I only rolled a four. So I got a 34, right. which still isn't even a green. It's like two points away from a green. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. All right. Well, you're going to come over here. You're going to strike him, but it's not going to do it. Oh, I should have given him some hit points. He can have zero. I'm okay with that. Uh, we're going to say you, you struck him, and it hurt. But uh, because he's slightly magical, it didn't do quite what you were hoping. But uh, it's okay. significant enough for you to see it there. All right. What? Well, also, the book being gone, it really doesn't help him. Um, all right, so you you heard him a bit. He's like, what are you doing? All right, Union Jack, it's your turn. Okay. Um, I do not have the patience to try and talk him down, so I'm going to try and shoot him in the kneecap. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, wow. good <laughs> And I will spend five karma on that. Okay. You guys are so judicious in your karma. You- <laughs> oh, my God. All right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> One point from a red. That's awesome. Boom. Oh, okay. Well, that's a bullseye, technically, with a shooting yeah. roll. So, um, his power stunt. Oh, man. His power stunt is that he is going to cast a spell on you. It's not can, you make an, can you make an endurance roll for me, please? Okay. Tell me what you get. I got a 30. Oh, boy. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. London or Badger. With a sudden uh, black knight and magic to your eyes, it looks like Union Jack has been disintegrated. Oh, oh no. Uh, okay. That was his turn. Black Knight, it's your turn. 
Um, in that case, the ebon blade is going to need to taste blood. Okay. Um, I'm going to walk past this little imp dude. <laughs> it's going to hit you with its little sword and go bing, bing, bing. I'm, I'm picturing like the, the imp running at him and him just holding his arm out to hold him at arm's length. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm going to slash at um, I'm going to slash at this dude. Okay. And while screaming no about um, Union Jack. Okay. No! How much karma do I've got left? He's 32 points. In that case... No. With your ebony blade, you come in. How do you want to do this? Um, I like he he's facing away from me, so he hit Union Jack. And I just slash him across the back. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and you just see a shower of blood, like come out from the back. Like, you know, it, it's very comics code appropriate blood. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you just see this shower of blood, and like it, it hits Dane, and his eyes are wide, and um. It may not be a killing blow, but he is very, very, very not getting up from that. Oh, he's no, you, you, with with everything that you've done, uh, unless you want to show him any degree of mercy, he is dead. Yeah, you don't show mercy when you're holding the enemy blade. Damn it! And he just yeah. killed one of our teammates, as far as we know. Yeah, right. So with that, Ian McKee is uh, is slain. His body discorporates. <clears throat> You watch as the body sort of sinks into the ground and Shumagorath from underneath, almost like a sarlacc, it burps. Okay. And the ground erupts, the imp disappears, and you start to feel this, the whole map crumble. I run over, grab Black Knight, if I can. I would grab, I would put my arm around Black Knight, I would if I could waste a couple seconds, I would do mystical senses to see if I could sense any remnant of our fallen teammate, or if he did yes. back it didn't back you it can sense that he You can sense that Union Jack is uh, not here, but traces of him remain. Wow. Okay. So there's nothing left to recover. Is that what you're saying? Not here. As far as we can tell. Okay. Yeah. As far as you can tell, there's nothing to okay. recover from here. So I'll create a stepping disc to get us the heck out of here back to Stephen Strange. Okay, great. You create a stepping disc, and it shows up. With, with, uh, it looks like Union Jack was just temporarily banished from that realm to Earth. Oh, thank goodness. London Badger, ba- Londoner Badger, so good to see you alive. Poof, poof. And so you, 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 fully, def- you fully defeated our, our nemesis. Uh, you took him into custody, right? Right. <laughs> oh my God! Are you calling him Padme? <laughs> Black Knight, I'll let you answer that one. I seeing Union Jack there next to Stephen Strange. I come to my senses, look around, and I silently sheath my blade. Oh man! And with that, you have saved your animals. Yeah, um, Lockheed. The, the, the Tome of Modius has saved Strider and Lockheed. Doctor Strange is really thankful that you've managed to prevent this corruption. But he looks at Dane with a, a mournful eye and says, I'm so sorry. You all go your separate ways. And 10 days later, uh, Dane Whitman's body turns to comatose stone, a victim of the Ebony Swords curse. Whoa! And that's Ooh. the end of the adventure. Dun, 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 dun. Yep.
And somewhere Cersei cries. Oh, somewhere. <laughs> Maybe in the Ultraverse. Who knows? Oh, that, that would be the best. Wow, this was amazing, David. That was Thank fun. Yes. Very, very, that was very great. Nice. We may have just killed the Sinister Six, but you know. Yeah, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. That was completely ludicrous. But that's pretty much how I run my games. And it definitely, I wanted to get, I mean, that Alan Davis style wackiness adventure, like whenever Excalibur teams up or battles the Technet. Um, so yeah. Achieved. And I gotta say, everybody did really, really great. I know that the learning curve was pretty steep, but you know, given that you had a gun, you had one magic user, but you had somebody with a gun and a knife, and <laughs> somebody with a, with a knife riding on a, I mean, it was somebody with a sword. I mean, you had two melee fighters. So in a way, it felt a lot like, for those of you who have, who have seen it, it felt a lot like, um, to me, what if the animated series? Oh, okay. Where you had Peggy mm, yeah. Carter as Captain Carter, but also she was teamed up with Doctor Strange. Yep. You know, so you had that balance and Gamora. So you had that balance of like, well, we need somebody who's really good in combat. Uh, and they may be super powerful. Uh, we ha- we need somebody who's like good with magic so they can maintain everything. But then we need somebody who's like really good at fighting. So it felt like a good party balance, you know. So I I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad I picked magic because if you had said yes to Scarlet Spider, there was no way we were surviving that adventure. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when all the unicorns were healed and and everything was, I didn't mention that earlier. All the unicorns were healed. Um, you know, all your pets were healed. It wasn't too scary. Well, thank you guys <laughs> so much for for uh, being here. We're, we're going to share some screenshots, um, but this was a real pleasure. And thank you everyone for listening. Yes, very much so. And uh, David, um, as our judge today, you get the honor of first telling our listeners where they can find your work. You can find my work at davidgallagher.com. It's available at most bookstores or Amazon. And uh, you can also find me online on uh, Twitter at uh, David Gallagher. Thank you so much for having me, everyone. And Shag? Uh, you can find me. I'm a podcaster over at the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I do shows such as the Justice League International Wahaha Show, which is all about the Keith Giffen and Jam Demon Test JLA. Uh, I also do a show called Once Upon a Geek, which covers a variety of topics, whatever I feel like talking about in that month. So, and a whole bunch more over there. So, you can find me at the Fire and Water Podcast Network and on Twitter as Once Upon a Geek. Thank you guys so much for letting me be part of this. This was such a blast. It really was. We're glad you could join us. And of course, love listeners, you can find us at tomb of ideas on most social media networks um, twitter it's at tomb of ideas instagram at tomb of ideas you can email of email us it's tomb of ideas at gmail.com we're on facebook at facebook.com slash tomb of ideas and of course we are proud members of the cinepunks podcasting network that's right so you'll find our entire back catalog on cinepunks.com that's cinepunks with an x along with other great shows like the flagship cinepunks podcast uh, Carnage Report, Switch of the Death Nerve, and much, much more. And if you've enjoyed this very special episode of Team of Ideas, please check out our regular show, where we right now are in the middle of a summer-long look at the Inferno storyline from the X-Men comics. Right. Oh, one of my fa- oh, that's one of my favorite eras. Not, oh yeah. man, I, I, all, I have so many words. Ilyana's a major <laughs> player in that, I'm just saying. She really yeah. is. So, yeah. uh, well, you know who else is a major player in that? Uh, Madeline Pryor. I'm just saying it was a little formative with the underboob going on, but anyway. 
<laughs> I was going to say it's my favorite era of the Avengers. Oh, oh yeah. It's a good. Yeah. From you, like you, when they you've got disband, Reed and Sue. Yeah. Well, you've got Reed and Sue. It's so weird because it's such a weird limit. I love ragtag superhero teams. So like right when that happened was a few years after that, you had the ragtag X-Men. And so like Avengers Annual 17, which is one of my favorite comic books ever, uh, with the the Captain and Yellow Jacket and Hercules and Hulk and Beast and Chicasta. And then you had the the weird like, oh yeah, there's only like it's only me and Captain and Invisible Woman and Gilgamesh and Thor. And then they fight Supernova and it's crazy. It's such a weird non-team team. They were pulling a defenders at that time. Yeah. Well, in the the last episode we did, there's even a bit where in X Factor, one of the villains calls Beast a wannabe Avenger. Because at that point, he'd been on the Avengers. He, he was probably as well known for that as he was for X-Men. Especially yeah. in-universe. I, yeah. I just got to give a shout out there for those insane Daredevil crossovers in Inferno. Oh, I mean, yes. Anacente and John Romita Jr. were doing some insane, amazing things with Daredevil that just broke the mold that were great. The Nascenti Daredevil run is totally underrated. But I think it suffers in people's memory for being what came right after Frank Miller. Right. Um, but but I really love that run. That's what made me a lifelong Daredevil fan. That run right there. <laughs> John Romita. Me too. Anyway, thank you all so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank, but thank you so much. You. Thank you for having David and letting me tag along. And until next time, Tomb Believers, bye-bye. Bye. 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 You have been listening to the Tomb of Ideas, a Marvel Horror Podcast. Until next time, Tomb Excelsior! Ha 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 ha!